You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. This week's episode is brought to you by our sponsors at Norris State of Mind, bringing you all new, unique clothing options, from shirts to hoodies, shorts to sweats. Go to NorrisStateOfMind.com to order your merch today. Don't forget to purchase our exclusive Already Home t-shirts. Varsity House Boutique, bringing you all exclusive merchandise. Get a taste of today's culture by going to VarsityHouseShop.com. Keep your cool Play with style at Varsity House. And last but not least, our good friends at Sincere Empire, bringing you any and everything in graphic design. Make sure to go to sincereempire.weebly.com. Now let's get to the show. Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in again. This is the Already Home Podcast. I am your boy Scoots Bronson, and today we have a special guest. Oh, special. Oh. Would you like to introduce yourself? No, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. My main man, G the producer, G Blunt. That's right. Uh the bluntest man in the world. Nah. Going down. Going down yeah. So you know what I'm saying? We got Greg Blunt in here, my people's ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me. What's up, um, people? What's up, Blair? Welcome to the podcast, finally, brother. Finally, after like nine months. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> so uh today Gang could not be here. But um it's a reason my main man could not be here. Uh, he because he's not dodging nobody. <laughs> my man, you know what I'm saying, he out here. He's stroking and poking. My main man just had a son, dude, you know what I'm saying? So, we out here, baby. Yeah, man. He probably don't want me telling nobody, but shit, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for my guy, man. My guy, you know, just had a little boy, man. So, he probably over there doing his dad thing and shit. Probably getting thrown up on and spit up on this yeah, shit. Yeah, he's, so. he's been shitting on him about twice, already. Yeah, definitely. Shit, you know, got shit on his hands, so... You know what I'm saying? Uh, welcome to the club, bro. Salute Thanks, again. Sir. You know what I'm saying? This one is dedicated to him, man, and we happy for him. Right. And uh, shit, what's going on with you, G? Man, working, working, working. That's just the title of the, of the theme of my life right now. Like, it's work, it's working, work. That's what's up, man. We know you've been posting up on the Facebook page, oh, yeah. you know, showing you know. everybody what you've been doing, man. I so, what you got in the works right now, man? Uh, you know, like if if people been watching or looking at my Facebook, you know, I've been working with Ronnie Horton. She's doing, she's doing big things, you know what I'm saying? We just did a joint with a producer in Germany. Uh, she's featured it with another cat in Germany. So she's doing her international thing right now. Um, you know, I've been just talking, I've been grounded, man. Just making beats, working on the album. Back in the studio. Back That's what's up, bro. That's what we need to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? Back in it, back in it one more time. 
Um, hands working, man. That's what's Just up, man. Trying so, to make it happen, you know. Talking to these record execs and all this other mess, man. I'm trying to be in my my, my, my uh, DQ business, man. Sometimes. Yeah, that's know? how it got to be. That's how it got to be. That's where uh, that's where the magic happens, man. Yeah, man. Trying to make it happen one good time, one more time, I should say. Make it one more time. So, um, you just released thirty three. Yeah. That was the last what mixtape, right? Yeah. All right, so 33, that's on SoundCloud. Y'all go check that out, G Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you start doing music, bro? Realistically, um, my older brother used to rap. When, right. we, when we first came to uh, Ohio, um, my brother used to rap. He used to fuck with Skano. He went by uh, Cool Breeze at the time. Okay. And I, was, I wasn't even thinking about music. For all time. y'all that don't know, he said Skano. And I know a lot of you young punks be like, what the fuck is a Skano? DJ Skano is a legendary Dayton, Ohio rapper. And who, DJ. Yeah, I'm sorry, I said rapper. Yeah. DJ, my fault. But he's a DJ who used to have the radio stations bumping. He was with core DJs. I think he's still with core yeah. DJs. Yeah. Um, at the time, they was the hottest DJ set Out in the here. country. Like, if you wasn't getting some shit from core DJs, you wasn't shit. And Skano was a part of that shit, you dig? Skano from Dayton, Ohio. Skano the man. I personally uh, got a chance to meet Skano ways back. So salute to Skano. If you're out there, man, if you hear this, bro, we support you always. And we appreciate everything you do, big dog. But go ahead, bro. So, you know, like, he was rocking with Skano at the time. And at the time, you know, I wouldn't even, like, I never rapped or nothing like that. I was actually writing poems. Like, I was was doing poetry. And I was like, yo, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? So I started rapping. I started getting kind of good. Then I was like, yo, I need beats. But we were poor, yo. Like, right. <laughs> we, was, we was poor. So I'm like, fuck it. I didn't know how to make beats. Luckily, I knew how to play a piano. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, my dude Blaze, uh, he had showed up to the house one time. And he was like, yo, you need to try this short out. It was a uh, music, the NTV music generator on the PlayStation. Right. And I was like, what, man? A video game making beats? He's like, bro, it's not a video game. I'm telling you, it's dope. And I started from there. And it, like, it just got addictive all of a sudden. It was right. like, yo, people started listening to me make beats, and people started listening to me rapping. I'm like, oh, damn, word? Okay, well, fuck it. This is what we're going to do then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like, and, like, even in high school, like, I was a kid always beating on the total machine. Right. Like, there'd be cyphers at lunchtime, and I'd be the dude just... And everybody right. would just come around and start rapping. There'd be a cypher going on. And everybody just used to know me for that. So it was just, like, the one thing that everybody just stood out, that stood out for everybody. Like, yo, that dude... Got talent. That nigga beat on soda machines. That right. nigga, this nigga can rap. This nigga know how to make beats. This nigga know how to do everything. Like, yo, that's that man right there. That's what's up. So you just start grinding from there. Yeah. So where you from originally? I was born in San Diego, California. Um, and then I lived in uh, Brooklyn, lived in Jersey City. I lived in Maryland. And then I came here around my teenage years, like around high school time. Cool, cool. And yeah, my dad was in the Navy. So that's kind of hard to say where I, I'm you know, specifically from, we moved all over the place. Right. But I tell most people I'm from the East Coast. You yeah. know, from the, from, I spent most of my time in New York and, and Jersey City, so. You're from New York, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, can't, so, you don't say Jersey City. You're from New York. <laughs> Anytime a nigga say, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, but I be in Jersey City. Nah, you from New York. Because there's no <laughs> such thing shout as Jersey. Shout out to the coast. Shout out to the coast. Yeah, well, ain't no such man. thing as Jersey. Like, if, you, if you know anything about the East Coast, like Jersey is, is a state, but it's really not a state. Like, Jersey is split in between Lower New York and Upper Philadelphia. Right. Like, that's the it. The only thing to keep everybody yeah. separated. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jersey is the, is the uh, 
if you ever seen Neapolitan ice cream, Jersey is the vanilla in the middle of that shit. Like, if, if a nigga from Philly, he either from lower New Jersey or he from Philly. Right. If a nigga's from New York, he from upper New Jersey or he from New York. <laughs> so, I just took you off from the coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes it much easier that way. Especially when they they're like, yo, yeah, nigga, you got an accent. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so, you definitely I got know. that East Coast accent. So, you know, I'm just like, fuck it, you know, I'm up for the coast or whatever. You know, like, that's what's up, I'm man. in too much of my life, so. So, you from New York, mm-hmm. um, moved to Ohio, mm-hmm. got here, you said in your teenage years, yeah. started doing music, then what? Uh, then, we had a talent show, I got to, we was, uh, I was like 17, uh, just getting ready to get out, guys. We getting ready to get out of Colonel White, and we went to the Bob Berger Talent Show. That's when uh, Stuyvesant was jumping. You right. Know what I'm saying? Like and they had a little, the little rec center across the street. They just uh, built Bob Berger. Yeah, yeah. It was new. It was jumping. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. And uh, so we went to the Talent Show, and uh, me and my brother Blaze, we went down there. We rocked it. You know, like and uh, Nature Boy was there. Uh, he he did a song. Shout out to Nature Boy. <laughs> Shout out to Nature Boy. He got he was Freddy Krueger coming yeah. out. Freddy Krueger <laughs> on the way. That's right. You know, he was there. A lot of a lot of people now. That's like. Got a name out here with that talent show back yeah. then, and um, I got a first record there with uh, Ron Blake. Out, out after that, okay. We saw the performance. He was like, "Yo, who are y'all?" And it was like, you know, what I'm saying we told, we was like, "Yo, we just kids from the hood." You know, what I'm saying we just we do music, right? And he got on a record deal with him. Uh, we had a distribution deal with Selecto Hits down in Cincinnati. Uh, we put out like four mix, for like four, no, one compilation. It was called Midwest Takeover. Uh, I produced the three other albums for uh, Blackout album for Mayor, who is now uh, Jay Viz. Okay. Uh, produced his album. Um, somebody else's album, I can't really remember. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, and, and I just cause I, you know, I just kept going. And I, I got introduced to more things. You know what I'm saying? I, kept, I started opening up for uh, Mims and, um, and Rich Boy at the time, which was like 06, 07. Right. Um, had another record deal on the table. I was meeting all these artists, going down on Atlanta, back and forth, from Patchwork Studios. And, and all this shit happening around the time, like, you in high school, coming yeah. out of high school. Come, come. I'm so fresh you, out of high yeah, school. Like you, I'm the yeah, like, you, Matter of fact, so I'm the only person. Though. Yeah, I'm young. That's matter crazy. Matter of fact, I was the only, every time we went to a show, I'm the only, out of the clique that we had, because we were all high school kids. You're right. I'm the only one of age. Everybody else was yeah, getting stuck in by the owner. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody getting stuck in the owner. I'm the only one with a wristband, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, everybody else was like, they, the owner looking at me, I'm like, you better not go to that bar, nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. crazy. We were kids. And we, and we did that all the way to like, until I was like 25. Mm. I remember at Cruise Fest, I was the only, uh, we performed at Cruise Fest, I was the only one allowed to actually go backstage where all the alcohol and shit was. Right. Because everybody was younger. And nobody else was 21 yet. At that time, I'm 22, 23, and everybody else was like 17, 18. Yeah. So, like, we all kids doing this. We're not even like adults yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Traveling all over the place. Going to Chicago one weekend. Uh, LA next weekend. Atlanta next weekend. Yeah. Myrtle Beach. Hitting the Derby up. Going to Circle City Classic. Uh, we were, I was a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I had to grow up fast as hell because I'm, I'm running around all these adults and these sharks in the music industry and they're looking at us like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know shit. Don't know and, and I'm only, Right. I'm the only low-key adult there. Like... <laughs> What's up though? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I even then, you're y'all. still low key green because it's yeah. like you know a little bit because you're right. old enough to catch on, but you still don't know nothing because you ain't never been there exactly. before. Exactly. You know yeah, that's crazy. Like, exactly. You know, like the, the crazy thing was my uncle, before we came here, he used to work for Capitol Records. He was a okay. uh, for Capitol. And then he had, then when he came here, he uh, he worked for United 2. 
Right. Which was at that time was the first FM station in Dayton. Yeah. You know, so they didn't have an FM radio. That's when U ninety two used to play hip hop. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then they used to have a Flossy Music Festival. Yep. So like he would tell me about these things when I started, like, you know, like, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that, watch out for that. But he was never around. Yeah, he couldn't I was, I mean, he can only just tell you some right, shit. Right, right. Yeah. Cause you know what I'm saying? He's still working with the record companies and the radio stations. So right. he's just like, yo, do this, do that, or watch out for this, watch out for that. I said I learned on my own and I'm a kid. Right. You know, most of these cats now, you know, they, they don't they don't they start getting somewhere. It's not until like they early to mid twenties. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like me living the culture of hip hop coming here, like I'm actually getting involved as a teenager. Right. I'm like almost on some bow wow shit, except a little older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like it was still crazy. Like I don't want I would take none of that back, man. We had some hell of times, man. Like it was nuts. But That's it was but it was scary at the same time because it was like, man, I don't know what we doing. At this time, I don't know nothing about publishing. I don't know nothing about nothing. We just getting a pay. We just we just getting money like at the end of the night. Like here, this your cut. This your cut. This your cut. Oh, we going to Myrtle Beach next weekend. Gee, you only a daughter in there, so you gonna be the only one going to the strip club. So right, <laughs> you know what I'm like that. That's pretty much how everything went down. But yeah, it just kept going forward after that. You know what I'm saying? Until the point where I was like, I was like 27, 28. And I decided to start my own record company. I was just like, okay, well, you know, work well, record slash production company. I'm like, fuck it. I've already been here and done it. I learned everything firsthand by this point, so why not? Right. Let's make it happen. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's it. So, you, man, damn, that's crazy. Because I remember all this shit, like, especially going back, being young and dating. I remember, like, the Black Cultural Festival. But yeah. as I got older... Like, that shit was really on the way of fading out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember going to the Black Cultural Fest with my mom. I remember going to all the little U92 jams with my mom. Um, they used to rock out at Allen Park. Yeah. What yeah. was the, uh, what was uh, the Fly one City. chick? Yep, Flat right. City Music Festival, the Jazz Festival. Mm -hmm. What was the one chick's name that used to be on U92 um, long time ago? It was like Angel something. Angel O'Shea. Angel O'Shea. Angel O'Shea hosted at Club Rain. Yeah, uh, for my it, it was it wasn't the date of my birthday, but it was two weeks after my birthday. She was hosting that club rain, and she shouted me out on my birthday. So that just go to let you know, like the craziness that go on in this city. Like a bunch right. of people just be forgetting yeah. how much yeah. shit they used to go on yeah. in this city, how much shit used to in. go down in this city. They used to jump. And in. the crazy thing is, like a lot of people forget the history and uh, of music in this city. Like a lot of people yeah. don't realize, like it's dudes from Lakeside that's from here. It's yeah. dudes from Ohio players. Uh, Ohio players that's from here. A yeah. bunch of groups. Uh, Bunch of people. That's just like a whole bunch of music legends, man. That's just from Dayton, Ohio. That on attributed to the game and I did they thing. So it's crazy that you say all that shit and you bring yeah, up all them old times, man. Yeah, cause man that's I, I, crazy. I'm, I'm all about the culture. Like, man, I remember, you know, when uh, Roger Chapman had a studio on Salem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody brother. used to ride yeah, past every, that bad boy. Everybody used to go right past that bad boy, try to get up in there whenever mm -hmm. they could. You know what I'm saying? I remember when, uh, I remember when uh, Avant came to the last Fly City Music Festival. Yeah. I was backstage kicking it with them. We had yeah. Island Park behind that ugly-ass dome. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and then, like, you know, and then, like, people sleep on everybody who's from here because they, they forget. They forget that so many people came from either Dayton or surrounding Dayton area, like John Legend from Springfield. Right. You know, I ran Which is him. technically Dayton. Right. I ran to him before he got signed. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking, like, oh, he cool. He's from Springfield. What the fuck up there? You know, right. <laughs> anybody does music up there? <laughs> you know, like, anybody do music up there, motherfucker? Right. For real? 
Right, like, and next thing you know, he sounded good music. It was like, I'll oh, do it. No way. People, he still sl- he slipped on while he was here. Yeah. And like, my old funny looking light skin dude. Right. Shout out to John Legend. No disrespect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, you know, like, people forget how much history and how at one point in time, they was actually part of the hip hop culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you would go downtown to, like, or you go, like, the Club Ram, like you said, or, or like, another joint, everybody forgot the Foundry. Yeah, like, everybody like, forgot about the Foundry. Yeah, like, I mean, you go shit, down there. Shit, Island Skate Ring, all right. that shit. Right, that's when yeah, that's when you had uh, people throwing the parties up there at the skating rink over there by Parkside and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they had a they were part of the culture at one time, and everybody sleep on that. Everybody just think like you know, hey, we just we, we trying to put Dayton on the map, but they was on the map before. They ain't been on the map, man. So, man, shit. So, so back. Right. <laughs> I, know, I was right? a part of all this. Yeah, yeah, I was so, a part of all this. Man, all so about, so okay, so. All this shit happening right about mm-hmm. 25, 26. That's when it started winding down. Yeah. Then what? Uh, for a while, I stopped. I, I, was, I, I tried to be a working man. You know, I tried, I started to go to work, things like that. And, but I couldn't get music up out of me. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, like my uncle, like, he will always, sub, like, subconsciously motivate me to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my uncle, like, I don't, I don't, I don't Sad, I don't know how old he is now, but he in his fifties at least by now. Right. But you know, he said he started doing it. You know, like he just DJ'd the uh, the opening for the library downtown. Okay. Like you know, that he will always be in the party big events, and I would sit back and just look and like, man, why I stop again? If he's doing it, why am I? Why am I just sitting here chilling? Right. Why am I going back to work? So then um, I linked up with my dude Scott. Um, he was doing BC at the time, BC Productions. Now it's a hierarchy music group. Um. We was at the right before the uh, United Two building closed. You know, said we were down there grinding them out. You know, we put out um, two more mixtapes, and then I put out my first solo project called uh, "The Prince Is Back." Okay. Um, it, it was at the first, and I, like, cause all this time I never did a solo project. I right. was always on mixtapes or I was producing. I never on wax was just the 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 the, the, the main person, the artist. Right. I was never that. Um, and then. That shit took off. Okay. And then I, then I started getting calls from promoters, record label execs, things like that. Shout out Randy Akers from Def Jam, by the way. Um, and it was like, yo, you got it, man. But we gonna, but because I had all this history and people already recognized me from doing other shit, right. they're like, yo, start your own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so might as well just here, go ahead and do it yourself. Right, so when you come here, you can sign for yourself. Now, that's a, that's, that's a game that don't tell artists these days. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, especially... Or producers for that matter, especially if you're a beat maker, they try to give you a, a little advance and push you up the door. You know what I'm saying? So they ain't got to deal with you. Yeah, because it's easier to do it that way. Exactly. Because if you do it that way, they doing the work for you. You right. just giving them a little bit of what they what they think they making is, which is they think they getting something, right. but they really ain't. But they give them a little bit of something, and then they turn around, boom, they, they putting they in all this work. You feel me? So that's right, flatting them, and you ain't even getting the royalty points off of it. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? So like, it's like you know, like, oh, uh, and he was like. <laughs> they, they the game. They were just like, yo. Shout out to Takara. She said that library is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, don't nobody care about that library, look, man. When he go to that library, it's a whole new library <laughs> in Philadelphia that everybody going to. Nobody go to that library, Wait, man. Like, like, y'all going to shout the library. <laughs> yeah, nobody care about that fucking library. They just built a whole new library in Philadelphia. They go rebuild the main one. That's crazy. Right, it'll get to that one last. Yeah, it was it was dope turnout though. I ain't gonna lie, the turnout was crazy. Yeah, like yeah, I was I was um I talked to a couple. I didn't get to go down there, but I talked to a couple people who went. 
Yeah, festival that get jumped off a lot. The turnout was was bananas. That's what's up, man. So like it was that was like I wish I would have went, but I was I was being lazy that day. And I'm like, man, I don't feel like even leaving the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yeah, they they even to the game. And it was like, yo, so you know, do this, build this up. So then next time you come down here, next time you sit in my office, I'm not trying to sign you. I'm trying to do a joint venture shit with your company. Right. You know, like, and I was just grateful for that. So then, from that point on, that's what I've been doing. You know, I got my LLCs together, I got my uh, tax numbers. Um, I, had, I, I built the studio at the crib. You know, I had to bought a Mac, all kinds of software, stuff like that. Um, and then I just started, you know, working on my craft and then developing artists as I go. Like, okay, like, yeah, oh uh, yeah, you got talent. We're gonna work with you. Oh, uh, you got you got something there, something special with you. We're gonna try to get you together. And that's what I've been doing ever since. That's what's up, bro. Like I said, up until like last year when I dropped 33, um, I was not really doing music. I was, I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't really putting out no projects. But it's like now I'm like, yeah, it's time to get out of people's necks. Right. They're gonna have to remember me before I'm gone. Like y'all gonna remember who I am one more time before I'm about to hit. So you did 33, right? Mm-hmm. What was the inspiration behind 33? Like, what is 33 about? Because a lot of people. Once again, like a lot of people don't understand, like it's a lot of people in this city, man. They don't, yeah. they have a long music background, yeah. and they have a very important music background. They right. don't get to know, like a lot of people that I talk to, I get to talking to them, and then they try to tell me like little stuff that they did, and I just be looking at them like, man, you lying because that's not how it works, right. or <laughs> right. like, nah, you ain't, ain't no way you ever been here because you would know how to do this, 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 and that. So, like f- with me, um. They used to have a couple. Um, they used to have a couple studios on Gettysburg. Yeah, I mean, like way back in the day, like where the clubs used. They, they, it's a couple clubs now, but they used to be studios. Yeah, and my mom, she used to sing. Like they almost had a fucking like deal. Her and my cousin. Mm-hmm. And um, to this day, I'm still kind of salty that she never went ahead and got that deal because I could have had like cocaine having money. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't necessarily want to do cocaine, but like if I figured I wanted to buy some, I'd be able to have it. <laughs> Right, but, like just in case here. Yeah, like, like, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> like, she had the talent to where, like, they was trying to sign her and get her on shit, but she never went through with it. But she's been on, like, a, a bunch of demos. She on a couple people's songs here and there. Like, she got some shit. Like, if we go in the garage and go pull it out, niggas be like, yo, that's your mom? But I used to be in the studios watching and listening and seeing what the little shit they do, yeah. watching them on the boards, like, little shit like that, watching the do takes... So I was already in that in that scene. So when I come around people who actually do music and, and we actually sitting there and we actually talking about it and then I give them my intake or my input on it, they'll be like, yo, like, you kind of know what the fuck you doing? I'm like, yeah, I've been around this shit since I was right. like five, six. Right. So what was your inspiration on making 33? Like, what is, what is 33 to you? 33, um... The, the name itself has it has uh, two meanings. One, it was I thought of it on my thirty third birthday. Right. Um, and then the second meaning, uh, because I feel like now after everything I've done, I feel like I'm Pippin, and then like and I'm letting other people be Jordans. Right. But everybody sleep on Pippin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When you look at the Night Six Bulls, you know what I'm saying? It's MJ, MJ, MJ. Yeah, but ain't nobody talking the, about the defense. The defense is Pippen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you forgetting about how, what part he played. Right. And then, like, motherfuckers even sleep on Paxson. Yeah. From here. He's better from UD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, With the altar. Well, exactly. Him and his brother. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, so, like, that's what the double meaning for that was. It was right. like, okay, 
I, I'm accepting the fact that right now I'm pimping to a lot of these niggas because like if you like 25 and younger, you probably never heard of me. If you're 25 and older, you know all about me. Right. And if you've been in the music business, you know about me, but you ain't seen me in some years. Yeah. Okay. So so it's like it was like okay, my 33rd birthday, which was like exactly on that day. I was right. like, I'm gonna do a mix save. Okay. And it was like accepting the fact of where people see me now and get people ready for the fact that. I'm coming. Right. And this time, you ain't gonna forget about me. Right. This time, you won't have to take your head off and like, yo, this nigga still got it and he's still nasty. Yeah. Like, this nigga's still raw with it. Like, it don't make no sense. Like, yeah. this, like this nigga's an alien. <laughs> so, so, 33 was, was basically like a second coming for you then? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That's what's up. And that's on SoundCloud if y'all wanna go listen to it. G the Future. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that the SoundCloud? Uh, actually, now, now, now it's just Greg Blunt now. It's just Greg it. Blunt. Oh, it was GD Future. It was GD Future, yeah. Yeah. So, Greg Blunt on SoundCloud. Go search for him. Check out 33. Some beautiful mixtape. Um, me, myself, personally, uh, I can only listen to one track at a time. <laughs> <laughs> because, because uh, like, Gan G is one of those people that is, um, that is, from the golden era of hip hop, and when they rap, they don't just rap. It's certain entendres and certain meanings, certain way they use mm-hmm. their words and bend them. So is is if I hear a track, I had to sit on it for a minute and listen to it before I could really go on to the next one. Um, Cause that's what real hip hop heads do. Um, yeah. We listen to it all the way through and go back one, you know, track yeah. by track and, and try to really dissect it, it and decipher it. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's about the culture, man. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't do music for the sake of doing music. I don't do. I don't never think about money or BT and none right. of that shit. I'm from in the culture of hip hop. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm all about the culture. I'm all about storytelling, self-expression. When I'm hearing a beat, I don't know which pockets I'm gonna jump in and out of. Uh, wordplay, all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, see, that's that's one of the things. Like my first time here again, I appreciate it because when I said, you know, like we we met up and then we get to talking and we like, he like, yeah, I do music. And you know, usually when you hear a nigga that I do music, you be like, man, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> this is going to be garbage. Oh, so in my head, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of scared. I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I listen to it, but I won't be surprised if it's some bullshit. Right. Then, yo, he played this shit, and it was the I'm Tired joint. Yeah. I get to listening, I'm like, God damn. Like, man, I told him, like, man, this ain't you. He like, yeah, it is. I'm like, yo, this shit fire. Like, right. <laughs> this shit crazy. Like, I mean, he really was putting, It's a you can hear the effort in his voice, man. The, you can hear the emotion in his voice. Yeah. You can hear the love for the shit that he doing. Like, it wasn't just him getting on the track and bang, 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 ski, ski, ski. Skr, right. skr. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It wasn't on the <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, like, he was really trying to make a fucking song. Yeah. And you could hear, you could hear it, how it connected to to him, how it could connect to somebody else. You could hear it when he went from the first verse to the second verse to the third verse to the hook to the chorus. I mean, like everything about that song was just, it was a real fucking song. Like it right. was a real rap song. You know right. what I'm saying? And that shit from there on, I'm like, yo, this cat, he he in there. Like ain't nothing nobody can tell me about this nigga that that right. ain't fire. So. Like, I, and I like that, like, you know, like, at first I was skeptical, because I remember you you hit me up, you were like, bro, I got somebody you need to work with. I'm like, 
Yeah. Right. And he like, he like, he's like, Gad. I'm like, what kind of fucking name is Gad? That's like, what I said. But I found out what it stands for. For those that don't know, Gad stands for greedy ass nigga. Oh, there we go. So, uh, <laughs> what the so, fuck is a so every time y'all see him, uh, just know he's a greedy ass nigga. Right. And he's a rat bastard. I'm like, what the fuck is a gad? Are you trying to be a street fighter or something? <laughs> what the fuck is a gad? And then I, I, I finally listened to it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You dope, man. Yeah, I'm like, okay then. I'm like, yeah, like, I, he, he, he chocked the hell out of me, which happens very rarely. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> like, when you first hear him, when you first talk to him, you don't realize, like, he not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't realize he going to give you something. And then finally, when you actually get into it, and you listening, you like, oh, like, like, oh shit. shit, like this nigga yo, really like, got bars. Like, yo, he raps, like, he ain't on some B.I.S., like, he actually raps, like, he's crazy. Excuse me. Uh-oh, commercial interruption. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How is he talking and he don't have nothing on him? How can you hear him? Because it's a microphone on the laptop. For all those who don't know, that's my wife. I'm pretty sure they know for the last three months. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> last three episodes, she's going to interrupt you. <laughs> Yes. Schedule interruption. All right. All right. Really? (laughs) The kitchen is waiting on me, ladies and gentlemen. She had to plug the kitchen in one time. Yeah. Shout out to the kitchen. Uh, Always waiting on the brother. You know what I'm saying? Plug in the toilet one time. The kitchen waiting. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, and it's like for me, man. That's that's how a lot of, um, that's how a lot of guys I've been meeting lately are. Like for instance, I know Flam for about. Maybe about five, six years. Of course, you know yeah. Flam now too. But but when I first heard Flam, it was the same fucking thing. It was like, yo, like this nigga is not like the rest of these niggas out here. Right. It was some shit that he was saying that I wasn't even hip to yet. Then he go back, like we in the back seat of my cousin's car. We was riding one night, and this is when I first met him. I ended up going to a um, like a school camp or mm-hmm. school joint with uh, his little brother. And, you know, as I'm talking and shit, he get to saying, like, yo, like, you know, such and such. I'm like, yeah, like, that's my little nigga. He's like, yeah, that's my little brother. So we get to talking and shit. We get to tell him. And then next thing you know, boom. Like, he like, yeah, you know, I just was on rap. So I'm listening to him as he going. He breaking it down. He saying this shit. I'm like, yo, this nigga nice. So then he come back and he like, did you understand what I was saying? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I know what such and such mean, and I know what da-da-da. He was like, yeah, but then, you know, so now we going back and forth actually discussing what the fuck this nigga just said. So that right there just told me off rip, like, yo, this nigga got it because he able to understand what he's talking about. He able to teach you what he's talking about. He right. able to break down his own lyrics. When you got somebody who can break down their lyrics for real and really explain, yo, you got it. So yeah, I, I finally just met him face to face not too long ago. Yeah. And it's funny because you know Ron Ron is managing him. Mm-hmm. So it was so it was like it was weird but funny because it's like I'm watching the same dude who I was signed to like over ten years ago. Yeah. Managing someone else. Right. So like I could look on the outside looking in like do you know who you sitting next with nigga me and this nigga Ron we didn't have time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so it was cool. Like and I like player like I like I think he got talent. You know what I'm saying? I think like he's one of the few who actually does have bars and like not only that but he articulates everything you know what I'm and saying? his like, concepts be crazy yeah you know what i'm saying like he actually you can tell like that he's one of those people that you can tell like 
he ain't wrote he ain't, he ain't write that verse in like in like two seconds. Like he thought about yeah, he really everything. put effort into this shit. Yeah, he thought about everything. His pen, he trying to make sure his penmanship was on point. He thought mm-hmm. everything how to tie it into everything. You know, I, I think that's dope. And then like another another thing that I, I just found out not too long ago, his producer EQ. Um, yeah, I met him when he was a kid. Okay, and I actually worked. Uh, his brother uh, Red was actually signed to Streetlight the same time I was. Okay, it was me. Uh, Red, it was his EQ brother, um, Jabez. At the time, he uh, he was at that time he was Young Truth. He wasn't even uh, he was yeah Young Truth. Um, Blaze, my dude, my little brother Blaze, Ice, who is now original, and dude named uh, Casper. I'm pretty sure that's not rap name now. It's the rap. Uh, shout out to Casper by the way. His real name James, yeah. James Jones. Uh, but I don't know what he go by now. <laughs> but you know, like this is all of us. Underground on, 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 on streetlight, you know what I'm saying. So a lot of people like when you're looking at Javez now on, on, and, his, and doing his thing with his band, or you're looking at Flam and like I was around all these people as they was when they were kids. Yeah, you know. So and yeah. so it's like I almost feel like the OG sometimes because it's like, yo, you still doing that? And that's what you doing now? That's what's up, man. Hey, you got dope. You got nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, and I just found that out because like he came down and meet up with, meet us with the new spot. Um, him and Ron, and he was, and he was like, he kept saying EQ, 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 and Scott was like, you know who EQ is? I'm like, no, I don't. And he like, bro, that's Rambo, brother. Remember he came in here and uh, worked on the Indo album. I'm like, oh shit, right? That is dude. That's, that's your producer. Like, yo, I remember he was like 14 years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and he went, he went, he on the Phantom. He did a, he did the whole beat on the Phantom and they recorded it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, yo, like. It's crazy, like now when I look back in hindsight, especially with like the local scene, um, how many people I would, I've even known or connected to. Right. That it's like there's not too many people that, that's left that's still around that either a I ain't worked with or b I don't know. Right. And it, and but half of my seen in ten years because I was a kid when they saw me. And see, yeah. that's the crazy thing is I know Flem and EQ and all them through uh, my cousin Matt. So I remember it was it was Flam EQ. Uh, what was the one dude now? I think yeah, Yellow Boy. Ah, uh, yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, I um, can't. That wasn't his name, but I know you talking about. It was Yellow something, or it might be Yellow Boy. Or Yellow, Boy, yeah, something, it was something, something like that. Uh, Yellow was in it. Yeah, <laughs> it was him. Uh, it was my cousin Mac, and it was like a couple other people. Um, I forgot. It, I know EQ was producing and rapping, and then they had another producer. His name was. Uh, Oh man, he produced one of the, really he produced one of the hottest songs Flam had at the time was the text message joint. And I don't think EQ did that one. I think the other dude did that one, but they used to all kick it at my uh, cousin apartment and shit. Mm-hmm. We all, you know what I'm saying, got you know what I'm saying, chilled and shit, but man, you know, it's crazy just going back and thinking about all this shit like you said like all the motherfuckers you know, all the people that you don't work with. Right. And then you see how Everybody linked up in a way like yeah. man, that shit is amazing. It is man. amazing, yo. Like I remember before I do skating with Skato, like my, I was I forget this. Uh, I was um, like yeah, it's on the same year. I was like, like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. and uh, my uncle took me to a concert. I can't remember who it was. But yes, I do. It was Tall Life Entertainment. Um, it was when it was like a kill, and then he came and all that, and it was right. in the city. And I met Mo Beats at that time. Uh, rest in peace, Mo. And him and Scandal rocking matching Ohio State jersey. Yeah. 
And I and I used to look at Mon Yui, he was behind the board pushing the buttons at the time. I was also producing. He wasn't just mixing, he was actually making beats and shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna come up and murder him. Like, yo, I'm, I gotta have his spot. Right. And four years later, I'm at Mo, I'm at Mo Studio recording at Razor Bar when he was at the Moran. Right. Didn't know who he was at the time. Had no fucking idea. I just know like I'm a murder dude. Like I want that boy, and I'm like, I'm gonna kill him. He making beats. Yeah. That's the type I am. Like, I, I'm like friendly competition. Like if I hit somebody and I feel like yo you got it or like you talented, I feel like I gotta beat you. Yeah. Like I and I'm not completing until I do. Like, I, I'll hit the studio and I'll sleep. I'll be that motherfucker for days at a time. Right, making beats, and so I feel like nah, I'm shitting on you now. But it's just in, in, in terms of competition, it's motivation for me. Right. So like four years later, I run into him. I'm like. I know you. You the dude that was at the uh, at the spot at the foundry that one day. He's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, you was with Kano. And he was like, yeah. And then I saw we talking it up, and I met my uncle. He like, oh, you the little cat he brought me to that one day. I'm like, he like, damn, you done grew up. And I said, this is like four or five years later. Yeah. It's just crazy how I met this dude and didn't know who he was at the time. I didn't know how these cats really were. I didn't know about Eddie Kano or Kill or any of these people. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just like. Man, all these old, all these old heads in here, man. I'm just a young dude. Yeah. You know, like, but like, then come find out later on, like, I've met all these people, ton, all these dudes, are like that, like legends out here. Coach Tronic, I remember him when I remember him when he first started growing them long ass dreads. I think yeah, he I remember. Now. I remember. <laughs> Coach Tronic used to come through. Uh, when I used to work at Devros, he used to come through Devros on Seventh uh, Dollar and in West Town. And he used to always shop with us and drop, like, you know what I'm saying, flyers and shit off. Yeah. And at first, I didn't know who the fuck he was. All I knew was he was this dude. They used to come in with his, you know, his family and shit. They used to walk through and buy some shit. And he used to have glasses on and dreads. And I'm like, bro, who is this tall-ass, dark-skinned dude with dreads? Right. Then some, yeah, like, yeah, like, he's like a buff two chains. Yeah. Then one day, a nigga hit me up like, bro, you don't know who that is? Like, obviously not, nigga, I'm right. asking you. <laughs> He's like, bro, that's Coach Chronic. Never heard of him. Never. Man, next thing you know, um, that's when Pac-Man was down here. Yeah. Shout out to Pac-Man. Pac-Man in Atlanta right now doing this thing, man. He just uh, this, did a joint with Sonny Digital. Yeah. From um, Travis Porter. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, Pac-Man used to be down here, and I used to try to get Pac-Man, like, this was like a long time ago. I had my YouTube. I used to try to make my YouTube, like, uh, Smack DVD. Yeah. So I used to have, like, everybody I knew that rap, I used to have them do videos on there, and I used to just post that shit on YouTube. Well, me and Pac-Man walking down 3rd Street one day, and, you know, he do a freestyle for me, and the shit was dope. Like, we had cars going past as he rapping, and then we walking, and I'm recording him and shit. Like, it was like a dope-ass little video. The next thing you know, he get to tell me about his project that he got coming out. It was called um, Nothing From or Nothing to Something or Something From Nothing. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I remember that. We had, he was giving out the shirts for it. And you could buy a shirt and everything. Then he get to tell me about this joint he got with Coach Chronic on the mixtape. Mm -hmm. I hear the mixtape, listening to it. I'm like, bro, this nigga, yeah, like, this nigga can spit for real. Yeah. And then every time I see him, shit, from there on, I used to just ask him, like, man, what you got out going now? You know, you know what I'm saying? And then we just... Linked up from there, and you know, he probably don't remember me now, but at the time, like, yo, every time he came in, like, I just asked him, like, man, what you, what's the music like, bro? What's right. So, you know what I'm saying? But, like, anytime somebody would come through, I hit him up, man, well, I need you on the YouTube, man, come get on the YouTube. And this before, like, this before niggas was really. Really on YouTube. Yeah, man, like, right. this before, like, YouTube was really making niggas, like, hot. Right. This was when I think, this was when YouTube was just. 
like a place where niggas was going to watch stupid ass videos. Like right. now niggas watch YouTube like it's TV now. Right. Yeah, but, YouTube is still the number one spot. Yeah. Find anything new. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. Like I remember I had a BlackBerry and I used to just take pictures and videos and then make a little thing up on the computer. Just put that shit on YouTube. So yeah. I remember in high school we used to do that shit and we used to do the uh, the Soldier Boy joint. Yeah. The Soldier Boy up in the, oh yeah. Like we, <laughs> you. we had about seven videos. Like we had a video, we had about five of them in the classroom. We had about, uh, I think we had one where we stopped at the gas station, played it and did it at the gas station and then drove <laughs> off like, it was uh, it was crazy because my aunt had bought me like a little blue camera, yeah, it was like a little blue video camera, and we I used to just take that bitch everywhere with me. Yeah, like I just, just we, I, everybody did that joint, yo. Everybody yeah. did that. Like I remember I was in Atlanta the first time I heard it. Right. Um, I didn't. I never heard one until when I was in Ohio. I never heard it. Yeah. Never heard of shit. Never know nothing. And then I I went down there and it was like in the wintertime, like January. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to uh, Platinum Twenty Two, and I heard. Soldier Boy tell him for the first time, and I saw the Shot Boys perform at Party Like a Rockstar, right. and I was like, "Yo, this shit is crap." Yeah. Not like, and now in the club, like now later on after I hear words, I'm like, huh, huh, huh. "Yeah." But, but when know, you first right hear it, it it's yeah. like, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Ooh. Like, but see, that's how that's how I feel when Fetty Wap drop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how I feel when uh when I hear anything from uh I'm about to say Uzi, not Uzi, Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. Or when I hear something from Migos, like when you first hear it, you be like, God damn, that shit is fire. Now, when you actually go back and listen to it, you be like, nah. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but when you're the right mood, though, that yeah, shit, like, but, you right there, but when you like, in there and you hear that shit, you, you ain't got no choice but to bop. You gotta get into it because you be like, God damn, like this shit is nice. I mean, but I mean, last time I went to, last time I went to Atlanta, it was before Gucci got locked up. Yeah. And, um, now I heard like now all of them go to Patchworks. Oh, every last one of them. Like you, like well, except for uh, some of the new cats, they got a new spot now uh, on the east side or whatever. But um, so we used to go in there on purpose, just act like we doing a tour, just to see what's in there. Yeah. Now I, at the time I heard Gucci like was like just it would just drop something from right, but I was like, man, they say that about everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's whatever. So I just got to see him work. He was working at the time, and the engineer was like, this is like song number six. He's been here for like ten hours. Damn. I'm like. What? Like this? Are you fucking serious? And like, bro, he got like he had like, he had like a fifteen hour session book. Like that password, that's some dope. That's like yeah. shit, like fifteen grand easy. But like by the time he was done, we stayed there till the time he was done. He dropped like he could have toured the whole mixtape that day. Yeah, he did like thirteen songs that day. Yeah, and like and like that and that's how he worked. And like that was so much that was like motivation that he ran us down to the underground to do a freestyle at his homeboy spot. That uh, there's a radio station down there. Yeah, uh, I wish I could remember. It was his name at the moment, I uh, can't really remember. That was a minute ago. But like that's I be trying. That's why I be trying to hit people here in Ohio. It's like yo, like the reason why you got like the Migos people out there because the whole city worked together. Like yo, like this dude knew everybody. Yeah. And he was, and it was never like yo, I gotta hear you or there was some record. Uh, but they also play local music down there though. Right, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why they do it because everybody sit together. Because like they hit somebody, they, somebody got a song, somebody got a hit. Yeah. Everybody is supporting that. And see, right. that's and that's what I'm saying. Like the one thing that I really don't get about here is like you got all these people that can make music. You got all these people that can really put something together. You don't really have like DJ like or for instance New York, uh-huh. right? If you go to New York, you know for a fact that it's two stations you can go to. You can go to Power 105, uh-huh. and then you can go to Hot 97, uh-huh. right? 
when you go to Hot 97 and Power 105, you know that those slots have DJs that are from that area. Yeah. Right? You know that tomorrow night, DJ Envy might be doing a show in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know that tomorrow night, um, Ebro or one yeah, Ebro or them might be hosting a party. You know that the night before that, Funk Flex might be doing a party somewhere else. You knew that before um, the radio station tomorrow morning, this you know that Friday or whatever. You knew that whoever the DJ was was going to be down there doing something. You knew Angie Martinez might have been hosting a party. You know Ye might be hosting a party. You right. know Charlemagne and them might be actually doing something. So you know that you can go there, you can play something, you can get something, and it'll get played on the radio right. station to where everybody in that vicinity gonna hear. We don't have that. Well, we don't have the reason why because nobody wants to sit together and do it. Well, like, and that's why. That's like, the main reason. But what I'm saying is like we don't really have like the. It's a couple DJs, of course, around here that do their thing. Like for instance, DJ Tay. I know DJ Tay. He be on one o two nine like yeah. every other. You know what I'm saying? Holiday or whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes he might be on there on the weekend. Or he just might be on there and don't nobody know about it. Right. But the crazy thing is, don't nobody know who DJ Tay is. Right. I mean, they know him, but they but don't they hear don't him on the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when, he on, when he on the radio, like, everybody should be tuned in on the radio. Right. Everybody should be listening because he from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is him. Right. Yeah, like, we supposed to be supporting that. Then, like, they'll do music. They don't go to 102.9. They don't go to the yeah, like, yeah. 92.1. They go to wherever else they go to. They try to go to Atlanta or try to go somewhere else. Don't nobody know you. Right. Don't nobody want to hear you. If you can't get support from home, and we say this all the time on the show, if you can't get support from home, you're not going to get supported nowhere else. Well, it, that's true and not true. This, this is the problem. It's like, And like big city, big market cities, they, they've been doing this for years. This is why they the big market cities. Right. It, Everybody works with everybody. Like, you know, like, if you connected to somebody, like, let's say, for instance, like, when Karen Rogers was coming in, we used to come to Ohio. Come to Ohio right. Like, this thing used to come here. Uh, they, they used to tell, hit everybody up in, in Cincinnati and Dayton and the club all the time. Like, you got to get hit together first. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to be in tune with everybody. When they go home, you may not hear a Dipset record in, what, five years, but they're still working. Yeah. And, 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 and every time they put somebody out, that's a run for everybody else. So yeah. like, and young young MA came out that opened up the door for all the other people. Yeah. Old drop four 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 that opened up the room for that opened up the lane for Kanye and everybody else. Yeah. And, you know like or J Cole or anybody in that area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody works together. Atlanta's the same way. You can go to Atlanta, and they'll show you love. But the problem you the problem that happens with that is that if if you whack or it sound bad. Yeah. You also gonna get embarrassed, right? You know they are because they ain't gonna they gonna they gonna they gonna be like yeah you can come fuck with us but they gonna dog you shit at the same time and I'm like yo bro like you need to come back when you got some heat and see you that's what I'm saying? saying like if if you can this is my thing if you can solidify where you from because my whole belief is as an artist if your home don't support you nobody else is gonna support you you don't get the kind of love anywhere else like you get from home that's like when Hove go to New York when he go back to Brooklyn. Oh yeah, but it's not. Listen, it's, that <laughs> show ain't the same. Pandemonium. Yeah, that show ain't gonna never be the same. Like see, he could go to Brooklyn, right? Yeah. He could do a show in Brooklyn. Yeah. He could do a show at Barclay, yeah. right? He could leave and go do a show at Madison Square Garden. That's not gonna be the same show no. as it is at the Barclay, no. ever. Yeah. When when UGK go to Texas and do their thing, bro, that's not gonna be the same thing as as going to to right. Mississippi. When yeah. David Bender go home, when when uh. 
when the Migos go to Atlanta, when you know what I'm saying, like if 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 Ice Cube go to any, yeah, like do his thing in Inglewood, yo, like that's gonna be a significant show. It's gonna oh, yeah. be certain shit there that you're not gonna find nowhere else. Oh, yeah, so when you get to your shit and you get big enough to do what you do, right? Then you come back to Dayton. If we don't fuck with you. Yeah, sir, my man. That's why yeah, I like, leave. That's why. That's why so many people have left to, to go do that thing. Like, what oh, they have to understand that, like, we all gotta. In order for us to create that, outlet, like, the one thing. I, one thing I have found out this is, is that everybody wants to be either the first out of here mm-hmm. or the savior yeah. out of here. And it's like the only way that can be possibly done is that everybody come together, and do it. Everybody with the music industry, where everybody, if you listen to everybody's records, that's like veterans. Like they all say it almost in every record. Yeah. It's like, you know, y'all gotta come together and collectively do this. Yeah. You know, you gotta decide, okay, well we'll put you out first. We'll we'll all support you. Niggas like that and then as long as you and, and if we get you through, then okay, this is the first round of people we're gonna look we're Right. Gonna, you come back for these right. round of people. Right. They do some, then they come back for this round of people. You know, and and then people don't realize that like if once you do that, that if that say if, say if I say if I blew up tomorrow, all right. If I blow small, people gonna start looking at dating again. Mm-hmm. Now, but if they find out none of us work together, they're not coming back for anybody else. No, not at all. And they, 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 all they gonna do is come to me and say, "Have you heard of this person?" Yeah. But if we all work together, and the doors are open, and they say, "Oh, okay, well, you the dude who produced that joint, or you the dude who wrote that, or you but the see, dude that's who did the, this thing." And that's and that's the that's another reason why, like a lot of people, if they ever listen to this show, or when you do listen to this show. I talk about certain people so much. Like, for instance, I talk about Flam so much. Because that's some shit that Flam do. Yeah. Flam, he'll have his shit out, right? He'll be talking about his shit all over social media. Right. He'll host a party or he'll throw an event. He don't even fucking show up and, and do a, a performance at the event. He'll just show up and have other people performing. Yeah. So you you coming for Flam. You getting a host of other niggas that he think is nice. Yeah. Ain't no telling who you gonna like. Ain't no telling if you gonna like it or not. But you still getting that, you know what I'm saying? You still getting that other piece of dating that you're yeah. not hearing from him. You getting it from other places. That's just like when we do the show, a lot of people, uh, a dude hit me up the other day. He was like, yo, why you showing love to everybody else? Like, you know what I'm saying? You barely on. I'm like, it's not about me being on. It's not about me being, you know what I'm saying, off. It's just... My thing is, if I can show love to somebody else who's doing the same thing I'm doing, they on the same ground I'm on, why wouldn't I do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't I stop and shout them out? And, and and if anybody is listening to this, they'll say, okay, well, if he like that, then, you know what I'm saying, I got a similar taste. Let me go check it out. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. same thing with somebody shouting us out. Ain't yeah. no telling who gonna like our shit? Ain't no right. telling who gonna not like our shit. Like, you, you never know. Right. But if you don't be the one that, that step out and take a stand and be like, hey, man, you know, I think y'all need to check this shit out because I like it. But the reason I like it is da-da-da-da. You might like it too. Shit. Ain't no telling who there. Right. Ain't no telling who that person knows. You gotta get the majority of people to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, when I got around, which was basically like the upper tier of Dayton's musicians, right? You know, it was just them. Mm-hmm. It was never I was, and I was the new. Even though I've been in the industry, I've been inside record labels, outside record labels. It was I was still the newcomer. No one even knew about me. Right. Everybody was just like, "Well, who is this dude?" You know what I'm saying? And then like, Stick Scanner would say something, or Demarco would say something, Mo would say something. And I'm like, "Oh, word, 
Okay. Yeah. And or or I'll say like, yo, I'm the person who did this, that, and third. Or yeah. I've been here, I've been there. I know him, him, her, her, him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it should never have to have to be. I should never have to validate myself. Right. It should be like, oh, we you do music, I do music. You produce, I rap. I rap, you sing. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right, let's make some hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here you always gotta validate yourself. Like I, I, I'll, I'll sit. Cause one day, look, true story. I'm downtown. Not rarely ever downtown. Right. But I was. Going, I was, I was actually going to Udo. Don't give me my fat ass is going to give me some pizza. <laughs> that's the only thing downtown. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So, in the meantime, I'm downtown. I'm, I just walk over. I see some dudes rapping. I just walk over, and I'm just listening for a minute. I'm like, okay. And I see a dude that, um, uh, my dude H, he did, he rapped, and uh, he was trying to get me to join in. Yeah. I'm like, nah, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spectating this time, dog. I, I, that ain't me no more. And uh, everybody's looking at me. And then they brush me off like I'm like nobody. So then I spit, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Yo, bro, look, man, I got them camera and everything." Like, "Yo, what, what's up?" Da, 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 da. And I was just, I just, I told them like, "Yo, you always be mindful of who's around you. Never know who's sitting here." Yeah. And I and I just left it at that. I didn't get their numbers, no nothing. And then Ace told me later on who I was. So then people would hit me on Facebook like, "Bro, can you get me on? Can you do this? What kind of beat you got?" Da, 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 da. And it's like. That you already got the wrong approach. Yeah. Like you like you should like if you if you should have told me that or ask me those questions while I was sitting there. Yeah. Before you knew who I was. Yeah. Before you know what I've done. But that's and the, then, and, then, and then that yeah. way as as time progressed because the music industry I'll tell you two jewels that most people don't know. One, the record industry, especially hip hop, is small shit. Definitely. Small as definitely. Pop. It's really only ran by like ten to twenty people. If tops. That. Tops. You know, and like, you and you hear about the same four or five all the time anyway. Right, exactly. Like you hear about Jimmy Iovine, you hear exactly. about uh, Russell, right. if he's still even in it. Um, you hear about guys like, oh um, uh, man, what's, like, like uh, what's, who? The, uh, uh, like you hear about Lenny S. Yeah, Lenny about, S. Um, you hear about Irv, uh, Irv Gotti. Uh, you really don't even hear about Irv though. A lot of people yeah. don't even know too much about Irv. Like yeah. Irv, because because Irv very weird. Yeah. Like, like, and it's real. It's a real small group of people. Yeah, real small. That's number one. Jewel number two is that it's really easy to get a, to get in. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a business about popularity. Yeah, and about relationships. That's it. That's like, all. That's, that's all. Like you, you'd be surprised when if, if it, I, I challenge people to pick their favorite artist and read just read their bio, and they'll realize how many people. They were just friends with mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Then they never was like, "Yo, we better go make millions of dollars together." Yeah. That third, eight times contract. No, they were just friends, just that, kicking it. I think that it's a it's a small small group who actually don't have that background. And when I say small, I mean like minute who and, and, don't and have real, that real, background. And, that's, I, I, and, and, and for real, for real, the only person who really is exempt from that is Jay. No, because he uh jazz old. I mean, like, yeah, Jazz, but Jazz was there. He, he, Jazz Ole was already in the business. Mm-hmm. He, he was already friends with Biggie. He just, they just never worked together. But see, that's what I'm saying. But when I say, when I say Jay, this is what I mean, right? Jay never had a record deal. No, he, he saw Jay Biggie, had a partnership. He saw, he, he saw what Biggie was doing inside to do his own. That's what I'm saying. They had a partnership. Rockefeller was never signed under a label. Rockefeller was his own label. Actually, amongst, yeah, yeah, like Jay, Jay actually, no, Jay actually did. The original Doubt album and Volume One was actually 
considerably under Def Jam. Well, technically, yeah, because yeah, for distribution. Right, but like yeah. was, he was actually a Def Jam artist. What happened is by the time Volume Two came around, yeah, and Buzz started getting bigger, then he, he started he, becoming. He, 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 he solidified Rockefeller, right, and it became a joint venturership. But see, that's what I'm saying. When he when they first got on, right, if if you ever if you ever go back and go like through any interview or any time like they talking about Rockefeller and Def Jam, yeah. even if you go back and watch um the the uh backstage movie, yeah. right, if you pay attention to what they saying on there, they not saying that. Rockefeller was never under Def Jam because Rockefeller right. was definitely under Def Jam. But what they fail to realize when they when when people hear that is Rockefeller was never technically under Def Jam. No, it was it, a partnership yeah, it was with Def Jam. You it know was, what I'm saying? It was like, a joint yeah, yeah, like, like so, cause, like because Hove, like he had a three album contract at the time, right? And um, and like because how he got started, it was because same thing. Well, yeah, Jazz got of together, course, yeah. Everything got together. And they put and the he knew Irv, and yeah. he knew. They you know all know, they all knew each other. He knew Biggie, he knew yeah. Puff and all them. Yeah, all but I mean, like, that's, that yeah. go back to that whole New York thing. Like, you, you yeah. all, everybody know people, everybody working together, like you said. Yeah. But my whole thing is, that's what I meant when I said, like, that small group. Like, if you if you really look at Rockefeller, right, for what they did and how they did it, they they run was long as shit. Yeah. It was the second one was ever. Puff is still on record. Yeah. I mean, besides... Puff, I mean, cause he really ain't have too many. He had what? Craig Mack. He had. He had. He had jewels. He had. He had Black Rob, Biggie, Craig Mack, Faith, One Twelve. Yeah. Uh, he had. Uh, then he had like SWV uh, or one of them or Escape was, or something. He, he was not. Yeah. He he was working on Escape. Um, with you know with Tiny Ti wife and all. Yeah. Um, he had he had handled everybody. Yeah. Uh, Shine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he got he's, French. Yeah, he got French now. He's like that's why I said like his. Puffy still has the longest record for for a run. Yeah. Like, like, Hope came. Well, see, when, when I say for a run, right, I, I mean just like, cause, cause Bad Boy is a label, but Bad Boy is a label under a label. Right. Universal. Yeah. Rockefeller is not that. Rock Nation is not that. Well, yeah, that's what it turned into. Cause like, even if you look at uh, like the um, like even under if you actually look at like all the way up until pretty much Watch the Throne. Cause if you but if you look at like the back of like Black Album. Blueprint three, yeah. Uh, it's still Def Jam still had the hand in it. Well, that's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because it's a partnership. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily yeah, them yeah. being under a label. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There is like it was a division of. You that's know what I'm saying. saying like, like Def Jam is technically like the dis- distributor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's so what joint venture is. It's like, like um. That's what joint venture is. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like Jordan and Nike. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like and like Puff, like he Bad Boy was that too, but Puff still like he still utilizes. Some of Universal's resources, right? You know that's what I'm saying. saying. You yeah. know, like Puff was that that same way too. Um, like, but the thing was, like, what made Hole so different it was because he wasn't the first first, first joint venture. That was actually not at all. Yeah. That was P. P was, nah, P is definitely totally different. Yeah, yeah, like he was the first joint venture. Period. Yeah. Like, he was the first artist that P to me. P was more so. It was, I don't even think it, I wouldn't even say joint venture. I would just say totally independent. But see, that's the thing. He wasn't. The first, the actual, the actual only artist who's totally independent and that came in totally independent and to this day still is is Tech Nine. He's still the only one. You wouldn't count Chance. No. Why not? Because his buzz was big, but it didn't completely blow until Kanye put a stamp on it. Really? 
But how, I'm, but, I'm, I'm saying, saying like that's Kanye, still, Kanye, but he's still independent though. But he, but he, but he's independent through Kanye. He has a joint venture with Kanye, and Kanye does music as a joint venture, as, as joint collaborator with Universal, Rock Nation. So like, he kind of counts, but don't because like without the Kanye stamp, you wouldn't have the Coloring Book album. Unnecessarily. Not not you mean he probably would have still done it, but not to what we know yeah. now. Without that stamp, you wouldn't the Coloring Book album wouldn't be what it is now. You know, it well, would be, I, it would be I different. See, yeah, you I know, know what you're saying, saying like, but like, because because I think a, they was working on um, the life of Pablo at the yeah. same time they was doing Coloring Book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, chance the same approach Drake did. You know, like he was he was blowing OVO just linked up with Cash Money or yeah, well, Young Money, Young Money's part Cash Money. You know, so he just took the same route. But the only person who's completely independent and still to this day that's exempt from that's Tech Nine. He's never been isolated. Well, no, nah, yeah, Tech Nine is um. He, everyone else, is shit. Tyler ain't never been signing no label, have he? Not that I can remember. Yeah, Tyler. But, but Tyler, Tyler, but Tyler independent too, though. Yeah, but Tyler, he's not. He's just now reaching that forefront. Of why I don't feel like yet. I don't agree. No, yeah, no, he is. Like, like Tyler been around. Tyler been. Tyler's been making music for the long. You know I'm saying Tyler been to the point to where he's been like above certain niggas. Yeah, but like it's really coming to the forefront. Like you, that's you. If you knew Tyler the creator, you that means you was heavy in the underground scene. What they call what's they what, what they call B list. Right. You know, like that means you was heavy on the B list scene. That yeah. You, you know, like you know a lot of these artists who are making money. Hella money. Hella money, and. They're not taking. They're not trying to go the mainstream route. But see, this is why I'm saying that though. Like the reason I say Tyler is because Tyler had his own TV show. They throw a festival every year, mm-hmm. maybe one or two, and then on top of that, like his fucking, his fucking core base is crazy. Oh yeah, I mean like that's what because he's been out here for a long time. He's been that's out what I'm here, saying. Like, his here, core like, base is like nuts. he. I was or like so or, I can I can put him there. That, they they actually the, got TV shows now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, he's been out. He's been. He he's just like um, who else is? Who else did that model? Um, damn, what the fuck is his name? Uh, the ASAP, the ASAP model. They probably the same model. It not necessarily be done. though. Oh yeah, go go. Not go. like not like Tyler. The no, no, it's not, it's not. It's not. On the, it's not. It's not on the same level as Tyler. Yeah, but it, it's probably the same model. And that model can be done, but two, one or two things that have to happen. Either a, your music is really different. Or B, you are that motherfucking hot. Yeah. Like that's a hard model to follow. Like that's to to go that route they went and then you know saying and get to where they are. That's about that's that's for a few far in between. That's on that's on some Royce, Joel Ortiz. Like you got to be on on that level of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like to and, to and to make that and to go that route and still be banging, bringing in dope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's that's rare. I don't put them the only reason I put them in that category is because, you know, like we cause like when you talk to the average listener, they're gonna compare mainstream to mainstream. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not gonna grab a B list artist. You know, I can name like ten B list artists who's making a killing that don't really have to go mainstream if they feel like it. Dave East is one of them. He just he just got put on and he didn't need to. He did it for. He did it for. Now Dave, for, yeah, Dave East is fire. That that last joint he put out the paranoia joint. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like he, yeah, he, he just was, he just did what he nice. did because he just did what he did because he wanted to, he finally wanted he wanted to go to the next level party exposure though. Yeah, but man, his, and I mean that's to me I think that's the difference between A list and B list anyway, and that's why I say for Tyler like you I really don't count Tyler as B list even though he is underground. 
I know that, but if you look at they run, right? If you look at his whole team's run, they went from doing festivals and doing music, right? Mm -hmm. To basically being on TV for like three or four seasons to not being on TV for three or four seasons to going back to being on TV. Yeah. Constantly. They yeah. on, they got a show on Viceland now. Yeah. Like, to me, that shit is way bigger than just making music. Yeah. To me, like, that makes them bigger than just being underground. Like, I figure, I, I feel like once you get to that point, and ain't no telling what other ventures Tyler done did because Tyler done worked with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Like, Tyler done worked with Erica Badu. Yeah. He done worked with D'Angelo. He done worked with Drake. He done worked with Pharrell. He done worked with ASAP Rocky and him. He done worked with Young Thug. I mean, like, his his list, his list is crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it shows crazy. how diverse he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, but musically, Tyler, like, Tyler's one of the people, like, he he is underground by choice. Yeah. Because, like, he he, he got, he one of the first people that got his people into a uh, sync light system. Mm -hmm. That's why he did TV. Because the royalty is a lot faster and a lot bigger right. when you do you have sync licensing other than just trying to work for royalty points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody first because at first the show is gonna pay you up front cost to pick you up. Right. Then the payout is bigger and it's more frequently because they're gonna run the show every week. They and got to like, yeah. you know what I'm saying like it's right then and there. It's not oh we put we gonna take six months on this project Put it out and we'll see how much money we gonna. And then see. it got picked up by like Hulu and shit. Yeah. And then it got picked up by like I think it got picked up for Netflix for a little bit. Yeah. But it got picked up by Hulu and ain't no telling how much money they got off of that deal. Right. Ain't no like, telling how much money they got from Adult Swim. Right. So, and like the thing is like and that's what like, like independent the way to go. Like, yeah. But you have to be around a market that supports it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Like you're not gonna be in a remote place in North Dakota. Independent and, and nah. you know, you're something I mean, like that. You this, know, like, is, this is how I feel about well well now this is how I feel about being independent, right? Like you could be in a small market, for instance, you could be in Dayton and be independent. The only difference is you have to constantly work. Like it has that. to be a twenty four seven job. Really twenty five yeah. eight. And not only that, you have to understand what you're doing now. Yeah. Because like now if you if you were working independent in the in its prime when the Piracy Act came about, yeah. was downloading shit like crazy, and motherfuckers first realized you could rip shit off YouTube. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if you were independent at that time, no work needed to be done, right? Because everybody was rushing to the source. Yeah, you know, like but now you have to operate like a business, like and you have to understand what to do, especially if you're someplace here like Dayton. Yeah, because the that because you're gonna have to make your voice loud enough. If you're not gonna travel. You gotta make your voice loud enough to get to right because you gotta be able to market. You gotta right. be able to promote. You gotta right. be able to you gotta advertise. Be, you, gotta, you gotta make your voice loud. Yeah, and with the internet being as saturated as it is, that's hard to tell us do. Definitely, you know like you gotta make you gotta make your voice loud. But the best thing to do be independent is travel. Save you up a couple hundred bucks and go to a big city network. Yeah, your networking equals your network. So you know what I'm saying? Like that's the best thing to do. But if you don't have the funds to do that. Then you gotta be really smart and strategic and, and consistent. Say, yeah, and consistency. Yeah, but you, but even with the consistency, you gotta be strategic about that because, like, you gotta make your voice stretch from Dayton to New York, or Dayton to right. Miami, or Dayton to Atlanta, Dayton to Houston, Dayton to Chicago. Yeah. You gotta make your voice stretch. Yeah. And the city, if the city won't help you do that, you have to be, you have to be very smart on how to do it in another way. You gotta be. 
this is my thing, right? Because I just actually recently went through this. You got to be humble enough and willing to take the L. Yeah. This is how I feel, right? Because you can go and support as many people as you can. And if you got your own project, through your support, they should in turn look back and say, hey, I'm going to support you too because, you know, right. you took your time out to support me. Right. That's usually how it works. Right. Sometimes, most of the time, it don't work like right. that. Maybe like, okay, right. yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> for me, what I just did was I was listening to uh, the Stolen Time podcast. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Stolen po- uh, Time podcast. Uh, S. Dot Foster, Uncle Washington, man, what's up? Um, but I was listening to them, and he just, really, he followed me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never know who dude was. He just happened to follow me. And I seen his podcast, and my thing is, what I do is, since I listen to podcasts, if I, if I see something new, I'm going to check it out. Right. I'm definitely going to listen to it. I'm going to give it a listen, because ain't no telling who on there, ain't no telling what they talking about, ain't no telling what I could learn from that, right. ain't no telling if, you know what I'm saying, what they could learn from me. Right. But more than likely, I'm doing it to to better my project, to better my skills, uh, to better myself. Right. So as I'm listening to it, I'm like, okay, dude really talking some shit. Um, by the way, Jason Whitlock is a fuck boy. Um, <laughs> shout out to S. Dot Foster. I had to get that one off. He had me rolling on that shit. If y'all ain't doing shit, man, after y'all listen to this, go to the Stolen Time Podcast on SoundCloud. Check out my boy S. Dot Foster, bro. He just uh, put out a new episode. And um, before it's all said and done, Jason Whitlock is a fuck boy. But anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I'm listening to him, and I'm, you know, he got a host, and a co-host, and, you know, he's doing his thing, and I'm listening to them go back and forth, having an actual conversation. Yeah. It's not, it's not scripted, it's right. not written down, you know what I'm saying, like, they ain't trying to do topics here and there, they just talking about what the fuck going on right. from their perspective. Right. As I'm listening to it, I'm like, yo, this is what I need to be more like, like, I need to be more original, I need to be more... Uh, fluid. I just need to be myself when I'm doing this shit. Cause when right. I first started off, I was trying to do like topics. I was trying to do segments, and I, I'm like, after a while, I get to thinking, man, fuck all that. I'm just gonna get on here and just talk, right? And just put nigga, myself you, out you, there. Nigga, you need to redo your ass, nigga. You be saying you, you like, like, shout out to my dude Norris, man. But nigga, <laughs> like, you be all dry, like, get your clothing today. No, hey man, listen. No, I no. it was one of the moves where I just did it, man. <laughs> that was stormy night. I'm gonna read yeah, that down here. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> redo the. Uh, I'm gonna redo the mid rolls. I'm gonna redo the pre rolls eventually. Um, but while we talking about it, why don't y'all go to NorthStateOfMind.com, <laughs> go to VarsityHouseShop.com. Uh, Yo, support, buy some here. shit, man. We need a camera down here. This nigga got the story nice camera. We, we getting the cameras down here soon. <laughs> we definitely getting the cameras down here soon. We working on that now, but um, nigga set the mood. We need to do that promo. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you know what I'm saying. I was just like I said. I was just really listening to them and seeing how they was doing their thing, and then I was checking out another podcast. It's called the Workaholics Podcast. It's some, yeah, uh, I'm some, some cats yeah. in Florida. Yeah, I'm into them. And um, you know, I'm listening to them, and I'm listening to them doing their thing. <laughs> Same thing. It's just a group of friends talking. Yeah. I listen to the Brilliant Idiots. Same thing. I listen to uh, Out Chill with Lil Duval and his sister. Yeah. Same thing. The more and more I'm listening to these podcasts, it's just. People talking. It's yeah. just them. The, and, and they might be talking about something, but the, the whole base of it is just them talking. 
And as I'm listening to that, I'm actually learning. So I'll go ahead and, um, you know, I shout them out. Yeah. Yo, check out the Stolen Time podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's a great podcast. I learned a little bit of something from it, blah, blah, blah. And my man's just out of nowhere. Show love. He come back on his podcast, shouting me out. You know what I'm saying? He put a couple extra, you know, throw-ins in there, threw my name in there, here and there. Next thing you know, I blow the fuck up. Like, people fucking with me for real now. Like, yeah. in different areas. Yeah. He all the way in Carolina. We yeah. ain't never met before. That's how, that's how you know it works. And, how, and he just, works. through him saying, you know, shout out to the school's bronzer for shouting me out. Everybody come that fuck with him, come fuck with me now. Now everybody yeah. that fuck with me, go fuck with him now. Yeah. And that's like you said, networking is your network. If you can network and you can bring people together, people come to you and be like, hey, yo, check that shit out. You never know what you could yeah, do. You that, never know how that shit could be. That's what the industry is about. That's really how the world operates. Like when you when you look at how everything operates, when you go to your nine to five, or you go to Walmart, that's how the world operates. Everything yeah. operates on relationships. Right. It's, it's, it's never, of course, everyone wants to make money at the end of the day, but how people get to that success point is the relationship they establish along the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like every time you like you link up with somebody and you're like, yo, shout out to my man over there, you know, like that that establishes a whole new area that you wouldn't touch by yourself. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like the most most important thing I tell people all the time, when especially when they're trying to do music, is get is build yourself. Understand first to network. Understand first build solid relationships with people. If you're grimy nigga, don't even don't even think about doing it because it's gonna come out eventually. Yeah. Like you know, but build a relationship with people and understand that you have to have a team of some sort. You know, like even if your team is behind the scenes, you have to have a team of some sort. And like because like at the end of the day. If you really look at how everything works, I guarantee you right now, you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that you will love to meet. Yeah. But you never think about, you never think about that when you sit there and talk to yourself and be like, yo, I want to meet J. Cole one day. You never think about to yourself, well, fuck, who do I know that lives in, 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 in North Carolina? And then talking to them to see who they know to see who they know. Right. Because like, the world, you know, it's 8 billion people this motherfucker. The United States is relatively young and small. Yeah. So, so it's like, if people understood that's how the way business works in every aspect, that it's a relationship and that you actually know somebody that knows somebody already, and you worked on your relationship with these people first before you talk about, yo, I need, I need this bread. I need, I need to get paid. I'm trying to get rich. And you can do sky the limit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? My 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 home my, my uh, homie Dana Patterson, shout out to my man Dana. He out here doing it. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been, he's kinda of like a mentor of mine, kinda of, sorta. Of. Okay. And um he told me he told me he like you can reach anybody you want in four days. Yeah. And I was like when he said that I thought he was like trying to sell me something. I'm like I'm like, yo, like, like that's not true, nigga. No. But no, I tried it. Yes the hell did. Like, because you find out when you start calling people, start talking to people, you kind of like, oh, yo, no, I know such and such. Yeah. And they fuck with such and such and such and such. And, you know, like, and that's how, like, I got back into the game and why people were betting all that. And, and, and that circle of people in the industry is looking at me again because it was like, wait a minute. Like, I just talked to the assistant for Ari and Marty, uh a week ago. Right. You know, we chopping it up, discussing budgets and everything like that. She don't, and, and shit, I'm, I'm, my budget ain't what, what's calling for that, but I'm building a relationship. Yeah. So that, like, if that time arises, and she was like, wait a minute. G might have something for that. Mm-hmm. Guess who she gonna call? 
You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, and then if she don't call, guess who she gonna email? Yeah. Yo, I already need such and such and such and such. I know you got some waiting on me. Fuck yeah, here you go. Bam, bam, put in the door. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I reach these people and contact these people, like I like I saw that A and R Jam all the time. We don't talk about music. We talk about sports and shit. We both Giants fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just talking we, shit. We, we just yeah. chopping up, talking shit, breaking bread with each other. Right. And then and then like and and then he might and then with that and why I do that because one day before I'm ready to go sit down with him and talk business, he might hit me up and be like, "Yo, you do you do beats, right? Yeah. Yo, I got this artist, blah 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 blah. What's up? Yeah. I got you. Like like when I first got when I first got started. Uh, shout out! There's uh, shout out to my dude Eric Cook. I don't know where he at. I don't know he's still in the city. Um, he used to work for uh, a promotion company in Cincinnati. And my first major placement was uh, for Servon. Mm-hmm. Right, right before No Limit took a little nosedive, uh, it was pushing out Servon's project. Okay. Uh, I forgot the name of the song now. Um, and and I fucked up. That was a, a fucked up. I fucked up because at the time I didn't do my BMI. I was only like fucking twenty years old. I didn't know shit about this shit. Yeah. So I got me a little fifteen hundred from it, but. Uh, now for BMI, a lot of people don't know what BMI is. Explain the BMI. BMI is how you get paid, my people. Uh, get start. It's your it's your royalty company. It's your publishing. If you if you don't have a own publishing company, deal with a publisher. That it's free. That is your go to spot. If you're gonna make any deal, have your BMI set up, please. Have your publishing set up because you cannot get paid, and no one's going to help you do it. If they, they find out you and they, they, they send you the contract and you don't have no publishing pop in, in place already, they're gonna rape you. They're gonna rape you clean blind. That's what happened to me. Happened to me. I didn't. I was twenty years old. I didn't know no better. He was just like, I give you fifteen hundred for it. He was like, cause the first thing he asked me was, you got you got a publisher? No. All right, I give you fifteen hundred for this beat. Yeah. Word. Shit, I'm twenty years old. Fifteen hundred, nigga. By the time, nigga, that was dope. Yeah. Yo, I'm like, fuck yeah. Give me that shit. Never got paid for the song again. And I did. He just getting money on the back end get, off that get, shit. Getting money on the back end of the motherfucker. That's crazy. My name ain't even on the motherfucker credit. Yeah. Because he just bought it flat out, put it on a mixtape. And see, that's a that's another thing. Like for instance, man, like um, learn the business. Yeah, you got to learn the business because in the end, you could really, and it ain't just about you when you're doing this. No, when, it's when, never about you. Yeah, it's, it's not just about you because you can always. My thing is this: when you learning this type of stuff, it can go into somebody else's hands by you teaching them, by you being around them, by you showing them how to do it. And what that ends up doing is, is showing somebody else how to gain control yeah. of their art, how to gain control of their interests or their hobby or whatever the case may be. You telling somebody about a BMI is now they information to go out, get their shit together. Right. Now it went from they just doing shows at Sneaky D's every week. So now you could be getting and paid. And we don't for used it. to talk about Sneaky D's, but I'm gonna go ahead and use that because <laughs> I already said that shit. It slipped out. But uh and, and, to and them next going to do that shit, yeah, you pay for it. Next time somebody put their shit on YouTube, they get Paid for the shit. Exactly. Funny shit is, um, I had posted your shit mm-hmm. on the um. We did the uh, the the feature artist yeah. spotlight a yeah. while back, and I posted it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just posting it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it sent me back because it was copyrighted, and yeah. I laughed like <laughs> <laughs> I was cussing my phone out like "fuck you, YouTube." I know this man personally. Like he the fuck he, he, he sent it to me. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but I just thought that shit was cool because I'm like, yo, like he really got his ducks in a row. He really yeah. got his shit in order. And on top of that, a lot of people don't know, like you got your own fucking label. Yeah. Track Entertainment is a real label. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, so, it's, it's with the state of Ohio. I got yeah. a tax ID number. I pay taxes getting caught up. It's a real business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every time I do something that's on YouTube or if I go to a show and that, that is marketed by being myself, I get paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I saw it myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I was about to be trying to explain to these cats, like, the music industry is not about you. Never. Never. But you are selling a product. The product, whether it be a beat, a song, a dream, a concept, a lyric, Whatever you're selling a product, it's like you. It's like uh, how Denzel said it in a uh, in a uh, American Gangster, like Blue Magic's my product. Yeah, this is my brand. I stand behind my brand. You right. are a brand. You're not just a rapper or a producer. You are a brand. Yeah, and like if you and you got to learn the business. Like so, like if I do next time, if I do sit down with somebody, you can. You're not signing me. You're signing. You're we're we're, we're gonna have a partnership with my company. Right. And and every and that advancement. And everything I get paid, I get. I, I pay myself as an artist, so I pay myself as a producer. You know, like and, and people wonder like how to, like if you Google check it out right now, right now it's my net worth of thirty thousand dollars. Right. Now that might be true, and may not be. I don't know who calculated the numbers. I don't know if Dun Bradstreet did that or, or the I, the RIA did that. I don't know who calculated those numbers. Thirty thousand. Yeah. That's my Shit, net worth right now. That's more than my net worth. <laughs> 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 that's my net worth right now. Nigga, you my know, net worth is... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't know how factual that is, but I know how the numbers calculated because like every time I do something musically and there's paperwork involved, I, right. get, I not only is my company getting paid, I get you paid myself. Paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get to deduct that from company tax, from company wages. You know, like, but it took me a long time to understand that. Right. Because, like, I was like, most people running around here, oh, I make beats, I rap, and I'm not making a dime off of none of it. Yeah. I'm putting in all this work, all this time, all this, investing all this time, and it's like, I'm not seeing no benefit from it because I'm not, there's no paper trail from behind anything I'm doing. Right. It's just like, oh, he a hungry dude, that's what he, he's hungry for it. Yeah. That's nice. We yeah. can use him. You know what I'm saying? And then, when I, then after I bought stuff, people look at me differently now. They're like, oh, shit. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, my whole thing is, uh, it's a, it's all about sharing and information. spreading information. Yes, um, exactly. I think I talked about this on the last episode where I was, uh, and I doubt if I did though, but I was down going to get some chicken down the street, mm-hmm. and it was like late at night on some shit, and three young boys put in. They pull in, they talking and they chilling and shit, and I'm sitting on the you know on the thing talking again on the phone, and as I'm talking again on the phone, I got my gaming headset on. Yeah. Because I was playing a game. I got my gaming headset on. The dude like, yo, you drive trucks? Like, nah. <laughs> he like, why you got the headset on? I'm like, oh, shit. I just, I was playing the game. He like, oh, shit, you game? I'm like, yeah. He was like, that's what's up, man. He was like, uh, you be making money off that shit? I'm like, a little bit here and there. Like, every now and then yeah, I make like enough. two or three dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm still building up my, my page and shit. So I'm explaining to him, like, yeah, you know, I broadcast all the time, da da da. I give him my information. He like, oh shit. Now the three dudes that's sitting there, three young dudes, you know, they like, what what you be playing? They only interest is trying to play against me. Right. So I'm talking to them, I sit down again, I'm still on the phone again. And as I look at them, you know, they playing around, I'm like, yo, y'all rap? They like, nah. I'm like, y'all sing? They like, nah. I'm like, damn, y'all niggas funny? <laughs> they like, so talented. Yeah, they like, they like, shit, he is. 
I said, hey, I said, get on YouTube, right? Start putting videos up on your YouTube or you just grilling them niggas. They like, yo, what you mean? Right. <laughs> I'm like, nah, like, just get on there, have you just grilling the niggas or y'all just grilling back and forth and just keep putting videos out constantly. That's all y'all do. I said, y'all can make money off that shit. They like, shit hard. Now, I doubt if they took it and did it. But the I fact know. that I took the time to, to spread that jewel to them because that's something that I do. I, I get on YouTube, I post up the podcast. I get on YouTube, I post up me playing a game. I get on YouTube, post up gang rapping. Uh, I get on YouTube, I post <coughs> up somebody else spitting. Like, I'm always trying to get content out there. I'm always trying to push content. Like you said, we a brand. Right. We got product to push. When I walk out anywhere, I'm always supporting already home. That's me. That's This is my shit. Like, this right. is what I do. Right. Like, Gang got his own separate thing. I got my own separate thing. We come together at the end, but we know at the end, like, we gonna support one another. Right. Like, Gang, my co-host, because he wants to support me. Right. I go out and, and A&R for him, and then I do mixtape shit for him, and I do album shit for him because I want to support him. Right. And that's my way of supporting him. So, when he go out and put his music out and he repping his label... And he repping his shit. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same thing. When I'm on the podcast and I'm repping my shit, or I go out and I'm repping the podcast, he doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just when I say like it's mine. I say it's mine because it's, it was my creative product. Like I right. came up with this. Right. It, I say it's his because it's his creative product. But at the end, it's our shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we come together on this shit. Like to us, like to him, you can't tell him that already home ain't his. Right. To me, you can't tell me GDS Entertainment ain't mine. Right. You can't tell Nature Boy that GDS Entertainment ain't his. Right. You can't tell Matrix the same thing because they all put they all into that shit and we all come together and make some shit happen. Right. So when I'm out here and I'm actually trying to teach people and show people like every now and then I might break off into the on, on the podcast and just start talking about some shit where you can make some money off of. Right. Or I might tell Gan some shit where he can make some money off of it. Like that's my whole point. That's my whole purpose is to show people like, yo, you can really become something off of this shit. Right. And when I say become something, I ain't talking about fame. I'm talking about being able to, to be a kind yeah, to be a conduit for somebody else to where you might just be walking down the street and you see a dude you think is hilarious. You get him on YouTube, he get on YouTube, blow you up, that shit go viral. You don't even go back to go see that nigga. Right. That's dead wrong. Right. Where you could be showing him how to be on YouTube being funny and he go viral on your page, then you just send them to his page, right? And y'all both done made right. it now. You know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. You know, and like the thing is, is like I'm a, I, I tell this, I tell people who actually find out who I am. I tell them all the time because like everybody be like, yo, but I ain't got the money to do this. I can't go buy equipment. I can't do this that, and third. Yo, the one there's one thing on this on this planet that is more valuable than money. It's time. Yeah, that's a Invest fact. Invest your Time. If mm-hmm. you ain't got money, invest time. Do everything you can in an eight-hour day, like you doing your nine-to-five in an eight-hour day, building your brand with time. Yeah, you better yourself, like, man. You know what I'm saying? Like and we that, said all and, the and, time, and, do better. Exactly, and that will create money. When I started shit, I was dead broke, living in a hole. Like people that from day know the hole is as Cornell townhouses at the very end of Cornell where we hit Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, one way in, one way out. Yeah. So income-based housing. Yeah. We lived that. Um, I lived in a view right down the street from where we are now, and with a room and a, and a, and a two bedroom in a two bedroom house with four other niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have money. We were broke, hungry niggas. You know what I'm right. saying? But 
I have, but I already, I already knew from being around and being in the industry. Okay, when you don't got money, you invest your time. Yeah. And so I, I, I do every, every day, eight hours a day. I'm either in the studio or I'm networking. I'm at the record store. I'm wherever. Yeah. For eight hours a day, I went up from the time I wake up. If I wake up at ten o'clock and leave at eleven, I'm not done working till seven. Right. And people then, and then people be wondering like, well, how did you do this? How you do that? If you didn't have money. I invested my time and I network with people. I'm networking is nothing but talking to people. Right. That's all it is. It's just talking That's to people. And, and, and it's not talking to people about business. It's just really making getting a friend. Some, yeah, getting to know somebody exactly. and That's just being is. cool, man. Exactly. People want to think of networking like, oh, I got to approach them and talk about my project, my album, my beats, whatever. No. I'm Like I said, I, I talk to record people every day on the phone, on Twitter, and we just hop in talking bullshit. All day long. All day long. Talking bullshit all day long. Yeah. But they know me. If you say, like, yo, Greg, I'm like, yo, I just talked to him last week. Right. Uh, he ain't never shot you a beat? No. That's my friend. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. So when it's time, so when it's time to come down to do the music, it's not even like, it's still not even a conversation. Right. It's just like, nigga, what you got? I know yeah. you got something over there. But, but that's the, them good. the best kind of relationships to have, though. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I try to show to people all the time. If you ain't got money to do this, you ain't got money to travel to South by Southwest or the BMI concert they just had in, in New York or, or um, the uh, Hip Hop Factory concert they happened in Atlanta in, in October. Then just invest your time. Yeah. You know, get, get, everybody got social media. Everybody yep. got a Facebook. Everybody got a Twitter. Everybody got an Instagram. Get on, get on your social media and do what it was meant to do. That's you know a fact. And talk to these people and just talk shit. Go, just chop it up, make yeah. friends. That's how you network. Fuck, that's it. That's all. Fuck coming to them, yo. I'm the next hot rapper. Yo, I'm the next Metro Boomer. No, like I was talking to um, Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert's uh manager, uh Keisha Lee. I mean engineer Keisha Lee, and we had one conversation, and she was like, and one thing I picked in that conversation, she was like, I respect you a lot because we we the whole two hours we were talking on Twitter, you never said nothing about music. But a lot of people can't do that though. And I'm gonna tell you why a lot of people can't do that, because they become intimidated, and they becoming they become intimidated <laughs> through not just not just that it's just the fact that they don't even know her personally, right? Never seen her day in their life. Right. They just know she connected to Lil Uzi Vert and she said something to them. Right. So to them, it felt like Lil Uzi Vert said something to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to get out of that mind state too. Like I used to be on Twitter and I say something and somebody that was verified to say something back, and I'm like. Oh shit! Oh, God. oh shit! Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the while I get <laughs> as I'm doing shit, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's just like me. Yeah, what the fuck am I getting shit. excited for? Right so then shit. I just be. Don't get me wrong, I get excited too. Like yeah, like like the first time, um, I had shouted out something to uh Joe Button. Yeah. And, we, and me and Joey had a conversation, like and we exchanged emails and everything. Yeah. I got I, I got a little I got a little like oh shit. But see now that's different though. You that's that different though. Again? <laughs> look, look, that's different though. Cause I ain't gonna lie, Joe Budden one of them niggas, man. Like if I ever had a chance, I just want to sit and have a, a just a conversation with dude because dude is a lot smart smarter than people, people give, him. give him credit yeah. for. Not only that, like he's a lot more passionate about this shit than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah. Um, I always go back to when the the situation with him and Lil Yachty, mm-hmm. and everybody kept talking about like he was getting all old man grumpy on Yachty, and I'm like, no, you don't understand what his right. whole point was yeah, about getting mad at Yachty. Right. Like he asked Yachty a question. He said, "Are you in a 360 deal or are you in a such such deal?" And he was like, "I don't know." Wait a minute. And got bad at mine. You mean to tell me that you just brokered a deal with Nautica by yourself? And you don't even know what kind of record deal you in? 
yo, you fucking losing it. Because this is your bread and butter right here. Right. You, you, you hot because of this shit right here. Right. If you don't know how to conduct yourself during this, like, Nautica might be fucking you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he got mad about that because, like he always say, he pro-artist. Right. He always want the artist and, to win. And, he, and he's all about the culture. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he's like, definitely about the culture. Yeah, and like, and like, and that's another thing why I was talking about people investing time. Like, people, and we all got these Facebook friends or yeah. Twitter friends who, yeah. who really just want to stack up numbers. Mm-hmm. It's all about numbers. all about numbers. I got to have 10,000 followers and 5,000 Facebook friends and 13,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. And it's like, they're right, but they're wrong. The thing is, okay, because you can you can go on Facebook all day long and get to get to your max limit, yeah, in maybe a week, easy. But those people are not interacting with you. No, if you got five thousand Facebook fans interacting with you, that's totally different. That's the same equivalent as money. That's that's credit. Yeah, that's exactly what credit is. But see, and that's and that's another thing um, that. I try to explain to people that I work with, as far as artists that I work with, and I tell them like, "Yo, if you don't build your brand, like if you don't get it to where you on social media and anything that you put out is not getting no kind of feedback, if it ain't getting shit, yo, this might not be for you." However, though, we gotta go real quick, take a small little break. I gotta help go ahead and pay these bills. You know what I'm saying? Get these motherfucking mirrors played. We'll be right back, though. Don't Thank go you. We record them joints. <laughs> Swagged out. Dapper. Fresh. Dope. These are just a few words that describe the merch you can get from Varsity House Boutique. Bringing you everything you need from shoes, clothes, hats, and the necessary accessories that makes them pop. Log on to VarsityHouseShop.com and get the latest in fashion and culture. Varsity House. Keep your cool, play with style. Once again, ladies and gents, this episode is brought to you by the good people at Norris State of Mind. Go to NorrisStateOfMind.com to get some unique, exclusive gear. Plus, you can support the podcast by ordering your very own custom, already home podcast shirt. Make it special by putting your name, Twitter handle, and more on the back. Remember, that's NorrisStateOfMind.com. Alright, and we back. You know what I'm saying? So I say, if I say I'm on this, yeah, I'm bringing you 10,000 customers. Right. And that's how people navigate the game now. So I'm like, yo, I never thought of that. Yo, so I, I wipe my Facebook clear yeah. shit. Like, well, see, this, and, this is, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you're talking about this now because to me, like, this is something that I, like, even, especially when I started this podcast. My whole thing was, like, the first month of me doing this, I'm not going to do shit but promote, market, talk about Already Home. I'm not talking about shit else but this. And that's all I did. If you go back on my Instagram, you can see every post that I had had something dealing with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Before it was even out, mm-hmm. we was on Instagram. I mean, we was on iTunes. Before it was even out, we was on Google. Mm-hmm. Before it was even out, we was on like five different other sites. Then the month after it got out, we got on Our Heart. I started putting it on YouTube. Then I ended up on uh, Stitcher. Then I ended up on, um, I think I just got on TuneIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I still ain't got on Spotify yet. I'm getting there in a minute. Like, my whole thing was spreading this shit apart, placing it everywhere I could possibly place it, and just boom, 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 make people see this shit all the time, right? 
Next thing you know, I start getting everybody hitting me up. How can I listen to it? Where can I listen to it? How can I listen to it? Where can I listen to it? Next thing you know, I'm sending them I'm sending them links personally. Right. Check this one out. Check this one out. Check this one out. The Memorial Day uh, episode was the one we did, of course, before Memorial Day. That was our first episode ever. Right. That was probably the second highest rated show that we've ever done. Right. Next thing you know, I'm starting getting inquiries. People hitting my email. Hey, yo, I need to get on the show. I got some shit to promote. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Wait a minute. Like... You ain't supported me this whole time. I've been putting this shit out a month in advance. You ain't liked it. You ain't did none of that. Now you want to be on the show? Yeah, happy to be on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, now you, you ain't shared a link. You ain't like. You ain't commented. You ain't did nothing. You probably ain't even listened to this shit. So you really don't even know what it's about. Right. Then you just all of a sudden want to be on the show? Now, how am I supposed to put you on the show? You don't even know what you're coming here to do now. Right. You just come in here to talk about whatever you got coming out, right? Right. So, we start actually having guests on. Now, these people that really fuck with this show, these people that, from the time I started to whenever I end, they're going to show me love regardless. Right. They're going to show us love regardless. They're going to make sure that if don't nobody else listen to it, they're going to listen to it. Right. That's why you on here. Because exactly. you one of the people that you show love. We done worked with you. We done did shit with you. Um, I got a, a slew of other people that I'm trying to get on here too, but... My whole thing is is in saying is that if it's all about support, right? And if we don't come together and start putting this shit together and doing things, then we basically just gonna be asked out, right? You know, what people saying? don't realize that support that how much support that like button really is. Yeah, like like Facebook's a prime example. Like people don't understand how Facebook generated so much money. It's always been a free app. Yeah. I, I have Facebook since it was only allowed for college students. Right. You know, and I wasn't even in college, so I hope Mark Zuckerberg don't hear that. <laughs> Listen, he don't even care about <laughs> you know Believe what me, he ain't worried. You know, you know, like, I, have, like, I wasn't even in college at the time. Yeah. So, like, uh, but what happens is that, like, because, like I said, that's, if you understand what, if you don't understand what credit really is about, look at social media, because it's the same platform. Yeah. All these people downloaded it. And it reached like it was the first app to reach like a million downloads. Easy, because everybody was already on it. Yeah, and it was and it was like okay, we're not making an app. And it, it, like when it hit the million mark, it was the first app to make a million mark. That people was like, damn, he has access to a million people, mm-hmm. and instead of paying him for advertising, yeah, because it was like that's a million untapped people. And that's all. Listen, that's all this shit is about. That's all credit is. That's all this. That's, shit all, is that's about. all credit. This is this is what. This is what a lot of people don't know about, like, shit, uh, shit that I'm doing, shit that you're doing. Uh, anytime somebody's doing something and they putting it out for free, they really not putting it out for free. No. This is an opportunity for us to open up gateways for other people to bring their shit in. Exactly. For and, instance. And that, and that like matters. That like matters. Yeah, like, for like, instance, like, it, as I'm doing this and you start listening to it, if you listening to the shit live, you hearing an ad on this shit. Right. And people like, man, you know, I don't like ads. I don't like, but you got to. Right. Because if you don't, guess what? Then ain't shit going to start coming about. Exactly. You You might not like watching that Charmin commercial ad, but you goddamn know that motherfucker is three plot and right. they got bigger, and better roles. Right. And them, them motherfucking bears. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know where you can go watch your ass. Like, so... <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be so caught up in saying, you know, you don't like ads or you don't like this or you don't like that. Start showing these people love, man. Start yeah. showing these people some, some so, support. support. And, yeah. and, and, and everybody, artists, producers, learn the business so you can do Definitely it the learn right the business. way. Yeah. Do this shit the right way. If you got a Facebook and it's jumping, turn those, make those likes into something. Make a page. Or something so then when like you get so when you go so you can go to a company like BET like MTV like if you're funny if you're a comedian if you're a funny yeah. nigga and your and your videos got like four like twenty thousand plays or whatever then you can go to BET and be like yo I got an idea for my own show yeah and they're gonna consider you they're gonna really you gonna really have a discussion with the VP of marketing because they're gonna look at your social media presence and they're gonna that see all the motherfuckers that's gonna Bring their ass to you. where they at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause, you, like, cause this is all it is, really. The way I looked at it, right? You just doing the work for them, right? You're that's not what it really, is. yeah. You're that, not that, really that, 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 taking that, that, no. You you ain't giving them no, no effort. Exactly. They're, they're not doing no the, 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 no development projects. Right. They don't have to do uh, development budget. They don't have to do nothing. All they gotta do is take you. Put you out there. Yeah, they ain't got to do no demos or nothing. They ain't got to go get, see what this group like, what that group like. They ain't got to test you in the market. Yeah, they, and, and if you notice, there. if you notice, a lot of these people on social media are starting to become stars. They starting to be in movies. They starting to be in TV. They starting to be on uh, songs. Yeah. Yeah, they really starting to be everywhere because, yeah, because yeah. at this point, it's like, damn, all right, um, we don't got to do this shit no more. Yeah, the the internet's A&R. Yeah. The internet's A&R. If you, if, and out. This is what um, I think he was from RCA, but I can't remember. Like, cause it was like three years ago at this point. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. And he, he, he this is what he told me. He was like, "Holla at me when you reach a couple thousand people following." Yeah. And I said, "I'm like, well, why does that matter?" And at this point, cause I was still a little hard headed on the social media game, so a little hard headed a little bit. Why does that matter? You, I got here based on my talent. I didn't get here because of my social media. Right. And then he broke it down to me in a way that I never thought about. It. He was like, he was like, this is why. This is he was like, he was like, yeah, I know you're talented. I know you got it. So yeah, I can put you out there. Mm -hmm. But I can save more money. And you make more money if you already got a following waiting for you. Yeah. That's stretched out. Across the country, mm -hmm. possibly even the world, since this is the internet, then it would be for me to spend ten million dollars to make that happen for you. Exactly. I was like, "Damn, you smart." <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like this. It's like, all right, you can go get DC Young Fly, right? Mm -hmm. And you can make DC Young Fly famous. Yeah, easy. Easy. Because he already famous. Right. Only thing you got to do is give him however much you giving him and let him roll. Right. Or you can go pick up a dude that's doing stand-up who really ain't got no big following on social media and, and try to make it. him famous. And develop it. You know what I'm saying? Have a, share that motherfucker. And, and, that and, and it may or may not, compared to DC already having so many followers to where you guarantee that. Right. You know that if he posts that on his social media, they definitely going to watch. Right. Because they follow him through and through. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like he just got a bunch of followers and he don't post nothing and people just follow him. But if you go ahead and see that don't nobody say nothing on this shit, you like, well, uh, ain't nobody fuck with him. Nah, it's the fact that he got so many followers. He say a hundred thousand, just just being gracious. He got a hundred thousand, right? Mm -hmm. We know at least seventy or eighty out of that 
70 or 80,000 out of that group fuck with him every time he posts something. Mm-hmm. They going to like it every time he posts something. Mm-hmm. They going to uh, share it every time he posts something. So if you know you could get at least 70 or 80,000 people to do some shit, you definitely go in there compared to a dude you know only got maybe one or 2,000. Right. And that's every show, and he might only have like 500 followers. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that was that's always been my thing to tell people is I always get, you know, it, it, you hear people say shit like, oh, he, I don't trust him, I don't talk to him, he only got 16 followers. And they laugh. At first when I used to hear that shit, I'm like, Man, that shit don't mean nothing. You don't know who that motherfucker is. Then when I really start understanding what the whole following people is and, and getting people to reshare your shit and seeing how viral shit go, when I start understanding that concept, it was like, oh, okay, so now you're saying, nah, he ain't as big as you think he is. Right. He ain't got no buzz. He only got 16 people that pay attention to that motherfucker. Right. Exactly. That makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's like, like, like I was saying, the internet's A&R now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, like... No one, like, no one gives a shit if, when, you, when you're trying to think mainstream big time, no one gives a shit if you ain't got all the work done for them. Right. Like, that's the, like, so, like, you know, like, so when I figured that out, and I wasn't so hard on social media no more, I wiped the Facebook clean and shit. Yeah. I, I took it up, then everybody I didn't know personally and started all over again. Yeah. And, like, to this day, like, if I got, if I see people on my timeline that I interact with and don't interact with me back, Okay, you go. Because yeah. like what it boils down to now is that like since the internet is the new A and R, as people when they find out people are becoming emotionally attached to a person. Definitely. Because because, because you're like, starting to follow their life. Exactly. Yeah. Because they, they, you share your opinions, your views, you Snapchat and doing everything you're doing, and people become instantly become emotionally attached to you because they feel like they, they relate to you. Yeah. And at the why they even feel like they know you. Right. Because they're like, damn, yo, I know I know such has got a kid, uh, a wife and two kids. Yeah. And like he stay in Baltimore and and he likes Applebee's. He right. puts up a video eating yo know, this and the third. Yeah. You know they because it's now it's becoming an emotional connection. So now that like and they see that, so they're like, okay, if we stand behind his project, his product, or his project that he's doing, not only do we know we're gonna get our money back, but we're gonna see how how deep it is. Exactly. Because they're like, oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna celebrate because you did it, because you made it. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, that's my nigga. Yeah. Never met him damn life, but that's my nigga. Yeah. You know, like, and I've I've been trying to get people like my little brother Blaze and other people to understand that, like, bro, stop looking at it as Facebook, or you just trying to be popular. Remember what, like, it's, it's what a business. It, yeah, understand it's a yeah, business. It's business. Understand, and understand why they're doing, why they're looking at it like that. Because they're, they're looking at it like, okay, these people, the people who like your shit, regardless of it's a really retarded ass status, yeah. or something like truthful, they feel that, that connection. They, yeah, got a these connection are people that you. connect with you, and these are people that rock with you. I mean, it's, a, it's to me, I look at it like it's the same thing as, like, for instance, like your mom follow you on Facebook, right? And when your mom follow you on Facebook, you could put up some shit that she ain't even supposed to be looking at. Right. But she gonna like it. And then in your head, you like, Mom, you ain't supposed to like that shit. Where you doing? going? She be like, oh, I'm just, I just seen you posted it, so I liked it. I'm supporting, baby. Like, yeah, like, yeah. No, mama, so, no. So when you get them kind of fans, like, you got to realize, like, regardless of whatever the fuck you post. I remember, man, DC was on some shit. He was just being funny. He got the camera in his face. He doing the same thing females do. Got yeah. the music playing. He just looking at the camera. He ain't say nothing. Just same right. thing females do. Man, this shit got ten thousand likes in the first hour. Yeah, and and then that, and then because of that, he can go on wilding out. Easy, and do the same shit. Yeah, 
And then he, now he's doing stand up. Now he in movies. Uh, he got he been doing music, but now motherfuckers fucking with his music. It's like you start to understand this shit. Yeah. Like damn, like okay, now I'm starting to see. Like even me myself, I'm starting to pay attention to the little shit that people doing on Facebook. I'm starting to pay attention to the little shit that people doing on social media in general. For me, I the first thing I did was before I did anything else, um, I went and got. A Facebook page mm-hmm. for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is how you gonna know if people really fuck with this or not. Yeah. This is gonna be basically where everything is. Then I get to talking to you one day, and you like, yo, you need a website. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, yeah, I need a website. I know. You get to fucking with it. Talk to my little cousins. They say the same thing, bro. You need a website. Mm-hmm. Talk to my other cousin. He say the same thing. You need a website. Mm-hmm. I finally get my website. Now it's really going up. Yeah. Now, now we really booming. Yeah. Cause now it's like if you can't find where to get it, now you know where to get it. Exactly. They get on the website and everything there. The notifications shoot every time on my phone. Man, I remember it was the, the first week my website went up. I had two thousand hits, and within that whole week, mm-hmm. to some people that ain't shit, to a dude that don't really do nothing, to a dude that ain't really seen shit. You mean like right. as far as on Google? You search shit and my shit'll pop up on there. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So like once you really get to learn this business, man, and once you really get to learn how to market yourself and promote it, yourself. It, it, it'll, it'll change your life. Yeah. You like all this shit change up. You understand how to make the right moves. Yeah. Instead of just being out here like like like, oh, this is what I do and you just spamming the shit out of people and jumping in people's face. Like I'm gonna show you stuff. Hold on a minute. I'm gonna show you. Like I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna log into my website real quick. Right. And I'm gonna show you now, I just like I ain't put up no beats in about eh, eh, maybe about two weeks. Okay. But I'm gonna show you the traffic that 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 that's that's jumping right now. Right. I'm gonna show you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you see for yourself, so you can tell the podcast. I'm gonna let you read the numbers on the podcast. I'm gonna let right. you read it. I'm not even gonna say it to it. Say it, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna just let you read it. Let me log in real quick. And this is like this is the difference between somebody who. Makes who who's gonna do it professionally? I got the as a living and somebody who just is, doing it just as a hobby. Doing it. Yeah, just doing it to be doing it. Now, now you see him on my dashboard. That, that's dashboard from my website. Right. I'm gonna show you the traffic portion of it. I'll show you how many people then came. At the, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like 30 days. In August, here we go. Those are the hits. And the red boxes of views. Read, read to the people. Read those numbers to the people, please. So in August, he got 133 hits. Show me how many views in the red box. And the views is, um, damn, that's like a million. Yes, sir. Goddamn. It's over a million. Nice. Yes, and at any point in time, that million views turn into a million dollars. Exactly. All I do is keep it consistent. Yeah. Keep bringing content. Yeah. Keep adding things. Keep plugging other people in to what I'm doing. And for those that don't know, that is IamGregBlunt.com. Yes. IamGregBlunt.com. Go check that out. Show them some love, man. Show them some support. Because that's what I, it's I, all monthly about. Monthly average is right now 3,206. Nice. Monthly average. That's probably how my network got so high. <laughs> that's probably how I got so high. Yeah. But it was like, but that's the reason why. But that's that's why I be trying to show people. It's like, look, 
The reason why I can do these things, I can talk to these people, is because I can show them these numbers. Yeah. And it's like, and a nigga like me, I don't, I don't got, I don't got shit. I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm an everyday motherfucker working to make, make, make money. Yeah. I got a dollar dream in my pocket. Right. But the advantage I have is that I can sit, I can. Twitter somebody, I can sit down in the record label office, I can go to these people yeah. and be like, well, these are my numbers. This is what I'm doing. I got a, I got a web page right now that's hit over a million views already. It's only been up two months. Right. You know what I'm saying? My average is 3,000 people. I can tell these, these numbers. I can pull up my phone like I did now and show them to these people and they're like, okay, so what are we talking? Yeah. We know you got to reach out here. Yeah. We know you got, we know people are listening to you. What, yeah. what are we talking? And I don't even take that approach yet because at the point, because I have to be the industry, I learned now, okay, we just gonna break bread for a while. I'm gonna get to know you. You gonna get to know me. And then when it's time, when and when the timing is right, when it's time to make those moves happen, it's nothing but a simple phone call. Yo, this will be doing. But see, and that's the and that's the smartest way to do it because at that point you're not just doing it to. For some people, they do it just to get some money. Right. And then for other people, they do it because they love it. But when you doing it because this is something that. You passionate about this is and, my life. and right, that's what I'm saying. And now it's to the point to where you can monetize it, but you want to monetize it the correct way. That's the same way I feel about this. Yeah. For me, it's just this ain't like all right, like I told Flam a couple episodes back when he was on the show. This is not just me getting on the podcast and talking shit. Right. Even though it really is just me getting on the podcast talking, talking shit. shit. Right. <laughs> like this is something that I plan on building. Right. Like in the next 10, 15 years, I want to be able to make this shit into maybe a, a broadcast company to where when my kids go to school, they can get out and they can be guaranteed a job. Mm-hmm. Their friends go to school and get out. They can be guaranteed a job. Mm-hmm. My younger cousins, my family members, aunts, uncles, you know what I'm saying, uh, mom, dad, whatever, when they see the shit, it could be a guaranteed job where they that's come. Exactly why. That's yeah, why, that's they why they I come and they they jump in and they say, "Well, shit, I don't want to work here no more." Right. Now they could come and they could get this job. You ain't gotta bust your ass for minimum wage no more. You can right. actually come, put your skills to use. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and put whatever you have to use and really turn this into something. That's, that's why I'm on. That's why I, you know, like that's my goal. That's why I'm doing the way I'm doing it. I'm building up my my network to a point to where, and hopefully, in six months to a year. That I'm gonna give people jobs. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I'm like, like I'm not only have I signed myself, and I, but I'm a, like, if I sign up an artist, or you could be the A and R, a marketing rep, yeah. or part of the street team, or part of, of sales, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever avenue you want to take place in, whatever your passion is right. in, in the music business. If you wanted to be the person that booked all the shows, then fine, you could be the road manager. Yeah. Or you could be a club promoter. Yeah. That's your job, and I'm going to pay you for that. Right. I'm going to cut you a check. Every week for that, yeah. you know, like that's exactly why I'm going around going because I want people to understand how I did it. I want people to understand like I took my social media, I took this, that, a third, took my website, and I built numbers all around it. Yeah, and then keep in mind I'm not getting paid for this at all. I'm, this is just that, see time. that's a, that's another thing people don't realize. Like yo, this shit is really like a, a fucking sacrifice. It, it is like this ain't just something where I'm coming in and 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 you know what I'm saying like I'm getting mad bread off of this. Like sometimes I don't get paid for this shit. Right. I'm not getting paid at all. Like, I think the most I done got paid off the website thus far, like, is a hundred fifty dollars. And see, that's see, that's that's like that's <laughs> that's like twenty times more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like twenty times more. Right. You like know, yo, like, like my 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 max earnings just on this shit, just keeping it out of the way one hundred. Like I probably done 
totaled five bucks. Right. It take, it take a long time. Yeah. I'm not getting paid to do this. Yeah. But I'm investing my time in it. And as long as I, as long as I get the numbers where they need to be, yeah. all the numbers come out right, then that's the leverage I can use to say, bro, I got some gold here. Exactly. And then I can, I can set it up for life that way. Yeah. I can set it up for life. I can, I don't know. You're never going to talk to me as the, the, the person anymore. You talking to the company. You talking to the brand I built. I can go to Coca Cola. I can do a fifty cent deal with vitamin water. Yeah, that's that's what he did. Build and sell it. He built built it and sell it. I mean, shit. But, but like, and, know, a, and another thing I I learned um, is that's what business is. Yeah, business is building some shit up, getting it to a point to where it's hot and selling that shit. Yeah, like um, if you, if you do stocks, you already know about the shit. Right. But that's all stocks is. Stocks is getting it when it, it ain't shit. Then help build it up. Yeah, help getting that shit to where it got to be. And then when it's to the point to where everybody want it, sell that shit. Right. And you just do that shit over and over and over again. And that's that's how I'm building a record label. Yeah. I'm always gonna own it. I ain't gonna sell mine. No. Nah, but yeah, but, no. I, but but like I'm I'm gonna get to the point. I'm gonna run these numbers a little harder, and I'm gonna get to the point to where I can like when I do call up the people I talk to every yeah. day, I'm like, bro, look, this is what it is. Like this is the bro, this is the company, this is the brand. Like we already got. This much of a following put together. Right. You put your stamp on it. We go. We can double whatever the fuck we put exactly. into it. Exactly. Because these people are already there. These people are already hit. It's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's like because I mean, sure, I got other people I talk to every day. I can hit any one of them. Be on the phone, email, or Twitter, and be like, Easy. yo, yo, I got a project. Is that a third? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Nah. So I, it I ain't the, but it that. ain't the same though. Yeah, it's the same cause yeah. then it, because then, it, then I become somebody who out to gain something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And instead, when I do contact these people, when I feel like my numbers is right, when I feel like my website is bringing up the right amount of traffic, my Facebook is interacting the way I want to interact. I start working on my my IG, my IG jumping right. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I call my friends and be like, yo, check out check yo check this shit out. Yeah. Like this shit is starting to blow up. Yeah. They, instead of me coming to them like, yo, put me on, they're gonna be like, bro, did you done did it? Yeah. Let's be, let's take this to the next step. Let's expand this. Yeah. Let's blow this up. It's, See, just, it's, it's just another conversation at that point. It always got to be a what's next though. Right. That's how I feel like with with anything that you're doing, especially something like this. Like it always got to be a what's next because you can you can make it to where, like you said, you you hiring people and you getting people on, and now you creating a, a business. Right. Now you have a business rolling. So after you create that business, what's next? You feel me? Right. Now you can go and say, all right, well, I don't create a job for these people. Um, let me start getting some artists in here. Right. Now you start getting artists in there. Now you helping them build their shit. Right. Now they doing the same thing and going on to the, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that, for me, that's, that's always what it's about. Like, that's always how it got to be. Like, that's why I always shout out other podcasts. Even if they don't shout me out, or even if they don't show me love, I don't care about that. Right. I always show love to people. I always make sure other people getting it. For instance, um, my dude Boy, he he shout me out whenever he get on his and do his joint. I always shout him out. Um, you know what I'm saying? My homegirl Chelsea that I went to high school with, she just started a blog. She like you know it's probably been out for, for a minute, but you know what I'm saying? Like she just put it up on Facebook to put where people could go check it out. Mm-hmm. She just got a website. Yo, go check her website out. You know what I'm saying? I, I make sure I put that on there. You, you put your website up. Right. Let me go ahead and show them love. And that's just my way of giving people something to where um, I can always support them. 
if if I can't uh, purchase nothing from you, if I can't uh, help you build something, if I can't, and I mean physically, right. but if I can't get you, like nothing for you, the least I can do is get you three or four people to come fuck right. with you. Exactly. The least I can do is get you two or three people to come say hi. Exactly. The least I can do is get you somebody to like that shit. Exactly. Because that's what helps. Like right. that's 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 what makes everything better. Like that's what makes everything bigger. That's how you build. Right. That's how you network. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to start supporting. You got to start showing these people. You got to start bringing these people in. Like even if they don't say shit about you, a nigga from Carolina probably ain't never heard of Schools Bronson until my nigga said something. Right. Exactly. The next thing you know, that I'm, they listening to me every week. They going back and listening to all the old episodes. Right. That's the kind of shit I appreciate. Right. And that's why you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm always shout them out because. It ain't you ain't he ain't had to do that. He right. could have just took that shit and stride and ran with it. You know what I'm saying? Schools Bronson shouted me out. That's what's up. Kept moving. Right. The fact and, that he returned that that love, that, that love, favor. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that, that makes like, a huge difference, man. And like, like I'll give a prime example, just a um, basic example with gas, for instance. All right, so this you put up the uh, the uh, fall apart joint on the feature artist spotlight. Yeah. Um, Gan hears it. He says me a friend request right after he hears it. Yeah. Only reason I accepted it because I recognize the name. Right. But that's exactly how it worked. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, bam, all right. That I you did me a favor, you put the song on the feature on the feature podcast. I let you pick it right away. You you asked me for a song. Right. I told you to pick the song. Yeah, because that's what you like what I said, that was that that was another thing that I did. I'm like, man, you know, this is if I can't get you on here, the least I can do is put your music out. Right. And that's something I ain't did in a minute. Speaking of, I need to probably go get Talking to somebody and making and doing the next one, but yeah, to like, me, and, I just, and then like, and, and then I reciprocated that. I saw like, like, like either the next week or the week later, you put my homie uh, B Weave on there. Yeah, like, and we did a song together um, a while back. Um, B, me and B Weave go back though. Like, yeah, that's my we was in, we was, we used that's to have class. Girl. Like, we used to go to the same school, had the same classroom. Yeah. So like, I know her from when she used to have pigtails. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was my first, second, and third grade crush. Oh, yeah. that's cute. So me and B <laughs> way back. Shout out to B Wee. Yeah, like, like we did a joint way back. Um, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm about to find her. I'm assuming I can find her real quick. It's on her. Uh, it's on her SoundCloud. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the damn song. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, the, the the song is playing in my head. I'm trying to remember the name of the song. Um, I think I think it's called Believe. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm about to go to it real fast. Uh, yeah, like I think she called it Believe. And like at the time, like me and like me and B, we, we were always cool. But I never really listened to her music for real. Yeah. Like I, I, I never ever. I, I would like I knew she could rap. Yeah. But I didn't have no fucking idea that girl could sing, bro. Yeah. I for me it was the total opposite. Yeah. I knew she could sing. I didn't know she could rap. I like I I heard like cause she used to hang around um this dude named Shane, uh this dude named Randall and Shane brother who used to be around every now and then and then another dude named um. Uh, fuck, I forgot dude's name. But I remember Randall, I remember Shane, because he used to call himself Shane with a Y. And then, uh, it was another dude that they used to kick it with, uh, Ruben. Yeah, yeah. And they used to, they used to all come down to the court by my mom's house. When I was growing up, we used to go down there and play basketball, they used to play with us. Yeah. And they used to run the fuck out of us. Like, they used to just do shit, practice on us. Because, you know, they was tall, athletic. We was short, we wasn't big and shit, but... You know what I'm saying? They used to come in, dunk on us and shit. And I used to be like, man, fuck that. Let's play football. They ain't never want to play football. Right. So 
you know, they one day, you know, they down there, Shane get to rapping. Shane got bars. I'm like, damn, you can spit. Britney get to rapping. I'm like, damn, I know you can rap Britney. You know what I'm saying? She like, yeah, you know, da da. So, you know, fast forward uh, multiple years later, she sent me this song. She like, you know, I know you was telling me about the thing, because that's one thing I did. Like, I never had anybody ask me about it. This right. was something that, you know, I was reaching out to my yeah. people's about. So the feature artist spotlight is me asking people to, to bring their music to me so I can help put their music out right, there. Right. This ain't nothing where people calling me. Right. You know what I'm saying? She emailed me, and she was like, yo, uh, I got that song for you. I'm like, all right. I get to listen to the song, but I listen to this shit like seven times before I even put it out. <laughs> like, like, like oh, shit. When, I, when I hear this shit, when I hear this shit, it throw me off because it's like it's not the average song that you hearing out now. Like right. this shit felt like the nineties. Like when I heard that shit, like it felt like late nineties music. Like God damn, that shit sound good. Right. And then she get on there, and she start rapping. I'm like, yo, that shit is it. Yeah, like I'm like, yo, it. yeah. It's called confess it. Confess uh, it. Okay. Uh, featuring Ray. Okay. Uh, but that's what Joe Reason we did. Like yeah. I like I don't know I know, I know uh I know she can sing, I know she can rap. Yeah. So like when uh we was talking on Facebook one day and she was like, When you gonna send me a beat? I was like, Alright, I'll send you a beat. So I sent her three beats. And um she picked one, she picked this, and I was fucked up because she started rapping. Yeah. I was like, like this 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 is me. Yeah, this is me and her. She started rapping. I'm like, what? You're rapping? Yeah. And then, and she was and she and, and she and she was going in. Mm -hmm. I was like, that shit crazy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. <laughs> and it went viral, yo. It went yeah. viral on Facebook like that day. Like I had people who I didn't know that knew knew her hit me up like, y'all need to do more music yeah. together. That shit hot. I'm like, I don't ever do she rap. When I first heard that shit, I was like, yo, like, it was uh, the, the, the Nice and Ready song. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I, and I, and knowing her personally, like, that's her all the way through. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's the type of yeah. chick she is. Yeah. Like, she ain't, she ain't like no extra chick. Like, she right. ain't out here. But you know how, if you know B. Weave, like, her personality, she funny as shit. She cool. She down to earth. Shit, she just that kind of yeah, person that's, that's, that's to where she, she can, yeah, exactly. anything she do, you're going to be like, yo, this shit is amazing. Yeah. So, me hearing the song, I'm like, ain't no way this is her. Like, I can't, I can't picture her singing. Right. Even though I done heard her sing before, I done seen her do it on the on the guitar and do yeah. her thing, but like hearing it like in its entirety, like nah, this ain't her. And as I'm listening to it more and more, now it's like, yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. That's it. Yeah, that's her. Okay, now up, uh, yep, there you go. Now I get it. And it's like it's just amazing just to be like just knowing my friends who do music, man, and seeing them do their thing and and seeing them come up. And, and actually be out here and they actually got tracks, yo, that shit is... Yeah, it's, man, like... It's, bro, it's, it's like... Thing, it's, yeah, man. it's crazy, it's man. Beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Like, like when, when we finally linked up, like, it took it, like, months to do something, too. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, and then, like, I hear it, I'm like... Nice. Yeah. And, like, in person, like, yeah, she's just goofy. She goofy as hell. She's yeah. cool as fuck and she goofy as hell. So it's like, like... So it's almost like a deceiving image because you're like... Yeah, cause like she don't rap like 
her personality yeah, is like when she rap, all. like she raps. Yeah. Like she you you can tell like she turns into somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, and like even when she sings, like when she sings, she not like she not down to earth cool Britney, like she's sweet, innocent, shy Britney. When she raps, she more aggressive Britney. Yeah. Like put it like this. If you know her personally and you've seen her play basketball, when she rap, that's who she is. Right. She is who she is on the court. Right. Like if who she is on the court translated into words, that's who she is rapping. Right. So when I finally seen that shit, I'm like and heard it, I'm like, man, like this shit is gonna be fire. Like yeah. if you don't get this shit, if you ain't loving this shit, like, you crazy. You he you he crazy. He this shit is it. Like if she done put that shit out right before the summer. That'd have been the song of the summer. That'd have been the R and B song of the summer. Yeah, I, I told her like she, yeah, like last time I talked, I ain't talked to him about a couple of years, but I told her last time like yo, you hook me in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 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 because you got the music, mm-hmm. you got the like you got the quality that you need, yeah, but you just you you put these at the at the wrong time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Work on your timing. Timing is everything. Work on your time and know like if it's a summertime joint, make sure it come out in summer. Yeah, if it, if, it, if it's more like uh, awesome. On some seductive late night, huge yeah. things that joint dropping the fall winter. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no one, no one to put out your music so that it, it gets the response that you're looking for. Exactly. You know, like and like I, I even told that to uh, Ronnie. I was like, she had um, she had one song uh, that she ain't put it out yet, but uh, I told her, you know to wait on it, sit on it. I'm like don't rush to put it out yet. You can let people hear it, sure. Yeah, but. Shit on it, wait for the right time for that song to come out. Exactly. And like, and I didn't, we recorded it and I mixed it like about a month ago. Ain't no, still technically still sometime. Yeah. Uh, so I like, nah, wait till third quarter with some fall hit. Right. And because it's more of like a fall song. It's more, it's more or less like something that like if you saw visuals for it, um, she can be somewhere and the fall mood, like the leaves fall and stuff like that. The scenery, the, the visuals fit right for it. You know, I'm like, she went there and put that right away. I'm like, no, 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 wait, sit on it, sit on it. No, 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 no. Like, cause like, the one thing, I, the one other thing I learned out the hard way, cause I put out a couple of mixtapes before 33, but one thing I learned the hard way is that I always put them out at the wrong times. Right. Like, I, I've got, I've got club music in December, and it's like, no one, like, niggas is not in basketball shorts and tees unless you're in Florida somewhere around Thanksgiving time. Niggas got on jeans and hoodies. You right. know, like, so it's like, I, I learned the hard way to, Learn like the examine the record I got and the records I'm trying to put out, and then learn when to okay sit on this wait. This is more or less this time of the year. This is this time of the year. Um, you know, like and then put things out accordingly when they when they belong. Right. Instead of just oh shit, I got a mixtape. I'm done. Throw this shit out of here. Yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah. that's an epic fail every time. You yeah. know, <laughs> take it from experience, people. Take it from experience. That's an epic fail every time. Like, right. Don't do that. But ex- listen to what you got. And then say, okay, is it a club banger? All right, you know that's spring summertime. Definitely, you might be able to get away with a fall, depending on what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But damn sure, spring summertime. You got to stay away from making club bangers, man. You, you don't want to make those. too many of them. You need them though. Now you you listen. What, what I mean by that is this, right? You can you can make club bangers. I'm not saying not to because I believe that too. I think that every artist needs at least two or three. Yeah, yeah. But you can't have no more than that. Yeah, you I mean, don't you want, yeah, you don't want to live in the club. That's what I'm saying. You like, you don't want to be that guy that every time you put something out, they looking like, yo, is this shit going to bang or not? Because then it takes away from your lyricism, and then it takes away from your creativity. 
Because all they listening to was the beat. And right. all they listening to was the hook. Right. So now you just going in and that's all you, if that's all you giving them, then you're not really the artist that you say you are. Right. Right. So like you said, spring, summer drop a banger, right? Then after that banger, come in with something a little bit more mellow. Right. And that'll be around winter, fall. Right. But your key is to stay in between that banger and then whatever you gonna drop in the winter and the fall. Yeah, I mean, and that'll happen. That'll happen regardless. Yeah. This, because this is what happened. Because like, think about, look at it this way. Number one song in the in the, in the, in the country right now is uh that Wild Thoughts, of Bryson Tiller, Khaled. And, and what hip hop or just period urban that, radio? That urban radio. That's number a lot. Yo, no, yes, it is. No, it's they, not. They, the great, number one song. Cool. Listen, the number one song in urban radio right now, and I guarantee you, go research it. Is Bodak Yellow. That, but that's that's because it just got there. I'm talking about long standing Billboard, like. That's what I'm telling you. you know, it's, like, it's, no, 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 it's Bodak Yellow. I mean, I mean, cause it, that just that just got there though. Like, like no, Bodak Yellow yeah. been out for a minute. I know, but it just got there. Like people, like I, I, I heard that I heard that Cardi B joint before. I, I love hip hop. Yeah, you know, like it just now got to its point. Wild well, Thoughts took over. Like, and the reason it took over because of when kind of dropped it. Can you imagine trying to hear Wild Thoughts in November? You sitting there. You yeah, sit, you sitting there. I actually there, can. There, Cause you weird. Like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you weird. As no. Fuck. The, reason, the reason I say that is this, right? If you listen to Wild Thoughts, Wild Thoughts is a is that in between song. It's not necessarily a, a club banger, and it's not necessarily one of them mellow joints. It's one of them joints that it got aspects of both sides, and they mash that shit together, and you can play that shit all year round. Like, like that's that's a, that's a summer joint, like. Cause I remember being a kid listening to the sample they took uh, Carl Santana sample. Maria, Maria, yeah. Yeah, I remember being a kid listening to that, like in yeah. the club, like going to going to the foundry. I remember going but to that's the what foundry. I'm saying. But if you get my group, get my freak on. That's what I'm saying. If you listen so to like, if you listen to the sample, the sample in itself, that's not a summer song. Yes. Yeah, Fuck no, it's not. Even the video shot the summer. Even if you, you no, know I'm saying, even if you listen <laughs> to the lyrics of it, it's not a summer no. song. No, it's not. No, even, the, the, even if you listen to the tempo of it, even if you listen to the instrumental, that's technically that don't fall under a summer song. That's more like a winter. That's a that's one of them songs to where you getting up close. That that's what I'm saying. When you add that hip hop element into it, that's what made it able to be a summer song. But if you really listen to the aspects of that song and you break that song down, that song is not fucking a summer song. It's Carlos Santana playing guitar through that motherfucker. Yeah. He like has he, a whole guitar riff through that bitch. I know. He got a whole solo through that bitch. I know. It's an R and B song in its entirety. Yeah. So when you really hear it, that's a that's one of those songs where you booed up, you listening, you chilling with your broad, or or she chilling with her dude. But it's able to be a summer song, and it's able to be one of them club songs because they got the the drums in it, it got the snare in it, it got the the, the boom bap in it. Yeah, it got the boom bap in it. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're like, no, but I'm not trying to hit him Maria in Turkey though. Like, that's not happening. Like, I, 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 like, like, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull up the motherfucking Thanksgiving playlist. Yo, listen, if you Why play Maria, Maria, Maria if you play like, Maria, like, Maria during Thanksgiving, I'm telling you, dude, I don't give a fuck who there. Nigga, that's because you have the living Mexican room is gonna be lit. Yeah, that's because that's you have Mexican. Nigga, you gonna be you and the kids Corona. It's gonna be lit. I don't care who it is. It's gonna, listen, why you think? Why do you think Wild Thoughts is so hot? It's not hot because she going wild, 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 wild thoughts. No, it's oh, hot so, because when you hear that shit, you hear Maria. Yeah, Maria. Like, 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 you, you hear that shit. You know yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when you hear it, it ain't because of fucking 
Justin Bieber or Bryson Tiller and fucking yeah, like, Rihanna. No, he, it's because you know Carlos Santana count that shit. Right. But I'm not gonna, I don't even hear Rihanna going wild thoughts. I don't want to wild thoughts like eat my motherfucking turkey, goddammit, macaroni and cheese. No, nah, like, I, I don't want to hear that you shit. Know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a summer joint. Like, like by the time it gets a little cooler, wild thoughts is going to fade out. People still banging the mic. They may quote it on Facebook. But, you know, it's going to fade out. And then the the remaining card is going to be another joint. Which might be a Bodak Yellow. It might be. It might fall out. It might last to the wintertime. Bodak Yellow is definitely not fading out no time soon. Um, That shit is hot. She got another joint that she just did with... Uh... Fuck, who was that? I just listened to this shit. Was it... Uh... I don't know who else is on the track. It's not her song, though. But she's... Featured on the song, and it's mm. not an average person that you would think she'd be on there with, but the shit is hot, and it's already getting, the, it's already buzzing just off of the Bodak Yellow shit. Oh yeah, so like, like, yeah, like, be, like she, be on the she, lookout for yeah. Cardi B again. She's yeah, coming uh, back. She, she, she's a uh, it's her time. Yeah, she's coming and, back. And, and, and she, she's not dying off. And then she does it right. That'll make her respected as a rapper. Oh, definitely. Like, like you, like, like if she does it right, but it's her time. Like, cause I, had, I listened to the. Uh, I got her um her her older mixtapes, the uh, Gangsta Bitch mixtapes. Yeah. Uh, I got those joints. I've been rocking with her before she uh Cardi man, listen, Cardi is is a I think she's so successful because in her entirety she's a personality period. Yeah, I mean she just her. Yeah. She she doesn't she doesn't worry about her image. Yeah. She don't worry about what she's talking about. And she she just, just her. And she yeah, and that's and, what and, and, and you can sit with her and one thing you can have an intelligent conversation. Yeah, yes, man, she can say some reckless shit. Yeah, she can say she'll make you laugh. And that's she what I'm hurt. saying. And you and the, and the best thing about it is you never know what you're gonna get with her. But and she's just that good at what she does. Like she actually putting work into this shit and doing this shit. Yeah. So I don't think she, she's going she's to work until no time of, soon. She's a prime example of what you should be like in real life. What your social yeah. media should be like. Yeah. Like she like because like you like one minute she like like she like, like when she was on the Breakfast Club about. The first quarter of the whole segment, section of the segment, you know, it was having a conversation. Yeah. And then about second, like after that, they let it be ratchet as hell. Yeah. And then she ended off on some passions type shit. That's what you I'm saying. What I'm saying? Like, that's, but yeah. that's what makes her so good yeah. at what she does. And, and she's like a walking Facebook page. Yeah. It's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like and like and people just love that about because it's just her and she ain't worried about she right or wrong. Yeah. She ain't worried about she be she politically she correct. She stand on that shit. Yeah. She don't worry about she be politically correct. She don't worry about who she offended. She like, look, this is me. Either love me or not. You know what I'm saying? And like, and, and that's why, and that's why she's blown up the way she has. Because mm-hmm. like, like, because I was the same way when I first listened to her, her first mix, one of her first mixtapes. I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, like, you, but, but you but, don't, you but don't catch it until you listen to it about two or three times. Like, this is some real good shit. Like, what well, now? What now? What caught me was because she had this. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song off my head, but I heard. I mean, she was rapping as fuck on the song, mm-hmm. but I heard a conviction in her voice. Like she was like, "Yo, this is just me. Fuck it." Yeah. You know, like she. It's, it's like that, that was like the turn point when she decided, "I'm not worried about being an artist per se. Yeah. I'm just gonna talk about what I know best." Yeah. You know, and it, and it was like, I couldn't help but like it. I'm like, hey, she fucking wildin', but yo, this yeah. is all right. Like oh, even man, if you listen to how shit. she started off, bought that yellow. She say, "You say what? She gonna do what? The who?" Let's find out and see. Cardi B, you know where I'm at. You know where I be. I'm like, right. listening to that shit, when you first hear it, it's like, 
It sounds like bullshit because you can't under, if you don't understand her accent, you right. really ain't gonna understand her shit. But if you really listen to what the fuck she's saying, like she really spitting, yeah. and then she comes, she pull in and talk about what bitch. She, what she say? I dropped two uh, mixtapes in six months. What yeah. bitch working as hard as me? Yeah. Yo, like you, if you don't know that, yeah, and like you just hear it, and then you go back and listen, you be like, yo, damn, like she yeah, really yeah, talking I, that shit. Yeah, I got, I got, I got all them joints. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler, by the way, because like I, I lost like definitely a bunch shout of, out to Tyler. I, I lost a bunch of motherfucking uh, mixtapes and albums, and I got right back going on title, joint title. So yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Get buddy. on title, man. <laughs> support black business. Support, 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 support paper planes. Paper yeah. planes. I gotta give me another hat. And and title, y'all need to open up y'all shit. Niggas, so we can post y'all our podcast on y'all shit, man. I'm trying to title. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm, I'm about sure. to find out. I'm sure, yeah. Cause Elliot Wilson and B Dot, the only niggas on there, and they just yeah. got an interview with Hove, and they shut yeah. that shit down. Did you oh, see yeah, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yo, I watched that shit. I watched part one and two. Yeah, that shit <laughs> was crazy. Uh, that's Yo, salute, the salute the rap radar, man. Yeah, I, sick, I like that shit. Sick of wine and the gala. Yo, I'm telling you, that shit was crazy. Yeah, I watched both. I watched both parts. Speaking of speak, and I'm glad we just brought this up, right? So, uh, it was, uh, I'm watching this shit on YouTube because I just recently watched it, uh, Friday. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I do. I just go and do my research and go watch other podcasters do their shit when they do interviews or just as they doing their shit because they got more experience than I do and I'm trying to get better at this shit to make it better for the listener. So, it's a, a comment that was on there, right? Mm-hmm. And on the comment, the guy said, you know, the, the, whoever the sound mixer is, Whoever the sound guy is, I know he's shitting himself because he left the door open. Yeah. Well, I respond like, yo, uh, I think that I actually made it that much better because you can, you know, you you know it's not something that's just, it's just, it is what it is. It's just right. laid out for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the door open. They eating. They drinking. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, this is a conversation. You know this ain't no interview. This is right. just them talking. Right. They asking questions, of course. Of course, yeah. But... It's, you can you can hear the comfort in whole voice as he answered. You yeah. can hear the comfort in their voice as they asking questions. Yeah. It's not them being nervous. Right. I mean, it's just them talking shit, shooting the shit, right? right. And I got trolled, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking trolled. So to all you motherfuckers that's on fucking Jay Z Vivo page under the Rap Radar podcast with Jay Z, fuck y'all. Don't fucking talk about me, motherfucker, when I comment on some shit. I comment on whatever the fuck I want to. Eat a dick, ah, nigga. See, that, that's the bad part about the internet right here. Like, bad part about the internet, especially YouTube, boy. Like, niggas will take off on you in two points. Nigga, they, listen, they've been trolling me since Friday. I just got trolled this morning. Dude said, yeah. I said, so, and the thing, I'm like, yeah, I think them leaving the window open, I mean, leaving the door open, like, it make it that much better. It sound a little bit more authentic. So the one guy, like, he get on, he like, yeah, I bet it didn't sound good. You sound like a sound guy trying to kiss up. I said, I'm not no fucking sound guy. Do an actual <laughs> podcast, asshole. What the fuck are you talking that, about? Then another dude was like, yeah, I bet it do make it sound that much more authentic because the food getting cold. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, and YouTube, just, yo, I you, YouTube on social yo, media don't work because, like, listen, that opened the, the door comments to, like, savage, bro. like, like uh, that opened the, door, opened the door to a lot of bitter, it ain't broke even niggas. bitter. It's just a bunch of niggas who don't have nothing to do. Yeah, but uh, bitter, listen. broke niggas. Like yo, I like I, I work too. Like yo, like I I work too hard to to make a dollar to worry about posting uh, replying to your comment yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, and when I when I if I do put something on YouTube with comment, I'm hoping the motherfucker who posted actually write yeah. back. Like you it's, know what I'm it's, to me, it's just like 
I just thought it was a good idea. So I'm like, yo, like, nah, like, actually, that shit made it a little bit better. I don't agree with you. I mean, I'm not arguing with you, right. but I'm just saying, like, I think it made it just sound a little bit more authentic, a little bit, it made it sound more like a conversation. Yo, if you on fucking YouTube, right, and you are one of them people that the only thing you do is troll people, the only reason you go to the comments and say anything is to troll people, right. stop it, man. Get a life. No, don't get a life. Put yeah. that shit on YouTube. Get a life. Record you doing that shit. Uh, and just, I'm telling, no, it's funny Wait, though. Get out your bedroom. No, you don't got to, man, don't your, listen to stop him. Stop beating yourself. Nah, that, that don't stop up. doing that. Don't listen to him. That's what makes you great. Listen, you <laughs> can record this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can record yourself doing this shit and you can put that on YouTube. And you can make that shit hot. Like, listen, trolling, trolling. I am a, I am a professional. I'm a professional masturbator for YouTube. That's what I'm saying. Listen, <laughs> people don't people don't realize the significance of trolling. Like, trolling can be something way bigger than what it is now. People look at trolling as a bad thing. I don't look at trolling as a bad thing. I think trolling is fucking hilarious, especially if you troll the right person. That shit is fucking hilarious. You just gotta know how to troll somebody. I think it's a bad idea, boy, because. People on in there get balls, get balls anyway. To like the people who normally troll don't even have validity in what they're t- trolling about. But that's the point, though. That's what makes like, it funny. It's like it's like a retarded ass rant. Yeah. Or like you try to get, or you get in a conversation, and argue with somebody in text messages they can't spell. That's what I'm saying. Like, like no, them like, no, them not the people I'm talking about. The people I'm talking about, right? Is like a dude put some shit up on there, like he might say some shit, like nah. We don't want help from FEMA because FEMA don't give a fuck about black people. And then, like, a troll just bust out, like, yeah, but they employ so many black people years, so how don't they care? And then he ain't got no comeback for it? That shit is fucking hilarious. Or, like, when a white dude be like, yeah, black people ain't supposed to do such and such and such anyway. And then a troll come on and be like, yeah, but black people are the cradle of civilization. He ain't got nothing to say. Well, that shit be hilarious. Just like when, like, a, when the troll just, like, shutting shit down, but that shit is hilarious. But, like, them niggas that troll me, Yo, monetize that shit. I'm not even angry at you. I think that shit is hilarious. As you can see, I didn't even respond to you. Fuck like, you. Like, I mean, like, like, I, yeah, I can see it like that. But then again, but like, the problem with that is then is this. It's like, you already got like, because you know, anytime something goes up, it's like a hundred thousand people. Oh, instantly. That's, that's not only watching, but already made a reply video before the motherfucker go off. Like, God damn it. like the video still is still live streaming. Mm-hmm. They got a reply, and to they it, right? and they like, did you hear what he said? When it, but it's it that that's all because people only focus on headlines. Nobody really pays attention to the actual content of what's going on. They right. looking for they looking for the hot clip. They looking for the hot take. That way they can go talk that shit and say some other shit and, and make it bigger than what it got to be. And that ain't even the whole fucking purpose. Yeah, because I remember when four forty four dropped. And they talk, and that kill Jay Z song. They were song like they try to run with it, say he was dissing Kanye. Yeah. Like now he did refer to him, it referred to him in the verse, and he did use a little wordplay to 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 like incorporate him in what he was saying. Yeah. But it wasn't even about him. No, nah. people ran to it like yeah. oh oh. But see, and that's what I'm saying. When he because I thought he I thought he did too. Like my whole thing was like I'm like damn he killed Kanye early like that. But then when I see it on the podcast and he actually talking and then he explains it, it's like, oh, now I go back and listen to it. Now I hear it a different way. Yeah. But he did kill fucking, uh, he did kill EA when he said, um, what the fuck was that? He say, uh, y'all know, what he say? He said, y'all know killer. No, he said, I got killers. You know killer, huh? And then he say, uh, 
Bathed and Nate turned you to a gorilla, huh? Niggas oh, yeah. wanna be Michael Jackson, be Thriller, huh? Like that, he killed Ye on that shit. Oh, yeah, like then then, then on top of that, he took he took your flow and then did it. Like that shit was crazy. Oh yeah, jumping on that. Hope took shots. Yeah. And, like he took shots. But it was it wasn't in the aspect of what it, to me it wasn't that simple though. No. Like that that like the the shit that I just quoted, like that shit was the simplest that it was. Yeah. Because like to me, anytime Hove say something about somebody, especially about certain people, he put it to where they only know that that's oh, yeah. what the fuck he talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, yeah, like, it's, uh, it's, it's not even that. It's, if you to immerse yourself in the culture, what's a man to Phone turning like, out a robot. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's more or less like when you put yourself in the culture, it's like, then you understand what Hope be doing. It's like, yeah. and, and like, when he does, he, is a master at his at his schemes. Yeah. So like he will he he'll take a shot at you, and you may not realize it's a shot until six months down the road. Right. And then by that time, it's not even relevant for you to make a comeback or a response to it because it's like too much time to pass. Yeah. And it's like the only person who caught on originally because he was blunt about it was the was the epic. Jay Z, Nas, shit, yeah. you know, like he was. That's when all the time he was a blunt about yeah. it. Like, but, but see, that one was different. Like he had to go at Nas. Yeah, but 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 he had to because like, the original shot he took was subliminal. The original but, shot yeah. Jay took was subliminal, and now was the only person that caught it. But, but it was but like the wait, reason wait, I say the reason I feel like he had to go at him is because this is not like like when he says something about Nas and Nas says something about him or whatever the case may be. Like that shit was New York. That was not just a rap beef. That shit was New York. Oh yeah, that means like that's like somebody from Dayton say something about somebody from Dayton. Like nah, ain't no ain't no holding off. You gotta say something. Yeah, but say like but say like like that's that's how that's how the culture is. It's like the reason why it's always based in New York and people want to be the king of New York is because that's where it started. Of course, you know like that's how that's how the culture is. Like but to me that's where the that's where the, the the best. The best music comes from anyway, only because it's so much. It's so much difference in New York. Like, you could be in New York, right? You could be in Brooklyn, and you could be doing something, and then you go to the Bronx, and it's like a whole other world. Oh yeah, I mean it's diverse, but that's I mean it's it's they they we built a culture there because because of that because it's yeah. like you got you can you can be safe in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to Brooklyn, and it'd be some sort of different. Or you can go, yeah. or you can take, uh, or you can go to Harlem and be on 145th and Malcolm X Ave, and 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 get 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 your fashion on. Yeah. Or you can go to Queens and this jump off. Yeah. You know, like it, it's an accurate representation of each section of the world. You, mm-hmm. you, you got you got you got a little you got uh, Spanish Harlem. You got right. you got a little Jamaica. You got all these different places. Yeah. On this island, and it's and it's and it's. A little south here, a little west here, a little east here, a little Italian here, a little, yeah. little China here, a little, a little everything here. Yeah. You know, so it's a perfect hip hop is a perfect representation of that, which is why it was perfectly built there. Right. Because like you, you can go one place, this is party central. Everybody get down. Oh, 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 then this, then oh no, don't even take your ass to this neighborhood right here that you know somebody. Yeah. And then you go over here, like you gonna get flopped, and then you might get robbed when you go ten minutes down the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, you all oh, you you went you went to uh, Dr. J's, okay. Give me a little kiss. Yeah. Thanks. 
that's not funny to get him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a perfect representation of it. So it's like that was more of a, that was more for the culture because like Jay took the shot subliminally as fuck. It took me like two years to figure it out. Yeah. And then Nas is Nas the only person who caught it. And he was like, well, nigga, fuck Jay-Z then. Yeah. Nigga, like, we brothers first and foremost, but nigga, fuck you. You don't say a shot at me like that, nigga. Right. And then, then, then it turned into the other people everybody know about. Yeah. But this was really a subliminal Jay through way back. Yeah, like, but, but like, from, not, I, from my understanding of it, like, Hove didn't even start the beef. The beef started off some shit about, because uh, I know Nas and Biggie didn't fuck with each other. It was a misinterpretation of a conversation. But, but Bleak started it. He was in the room. Yeah, it was, it was initially started like the reason all this shit came to to fruition was because of Bleak. Bleak was the reason all this shit happened. He was he was in the room. What happened was they, it was the classic King of New York talk, and and like and he told Nas like you don't want to go, you don't you don't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Well, no, he didn't tell Nas that. Like, he told one of Nas dudes. Yeah, that. I'm saying, like, yeah, because like, like, Nas was like like the entourage. He's like you don't want to go, right, man? Like nah, and, like and then. A comment got misinterpreted the wrong way. Yeah. So it gets back to Hove. So Hove first heard first Hove said his his subliminal shot. Then he does. Then he gets. Then the blueprint comes out, and he like like you know as now he don't want to with Hove. No. You know but, like because I know the I know the, the classic line is like what's what who's the best MCs and then like everybody interpreted as. Uh, when I first heard it, it was Biggie, AZ, and Nas. They ain't, he ain't say Jay-Z. It was, but Nas said it, though. He said, who's the best MCs, Biggie, AZ, and Nas? And then he was talking about New York. Yeah. So when you hear this shit, and then you go back, and then Jay switched it up. Right. And then he say, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. Yeah. Then, for some reason, I don't know how, Pac got into it. Oh, because Pac is really from New York. You get, you get like, the thing is, people don't like to accept it. Well, not yeah, Pac definitely. We all know that. But same West Coast, I mean East Coast. Don't like to accept it, but you cannot. When you talking about King New York, even though he left and went to Cali, you cannot really bring up a top five list, especially that time frame, and you do not include Pac. Yes, you can. No, you can't. I can. No, because like the reason why you can't is this. Because the reason why the Top five artists when you speak into the culture is always particularly the same group of people is because the influence they had to change. See, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't put it, it depending on what we talking about, right? I don't put influence into. It. I never use influence. You have to. And the, no, you no. Have to. And the reason I say that is because it is. If you use influence, the top five guys you usually can't put in the top five. Why not? For instance, name somebody who you name somebody you wouldn't put top five that. Had a, had a strong influence on the, on, the, on the culture. Biggie. Biggie wasn't even allowed that long to make that big of an influence. If you really... He changed, he changed, if he you changed, really be honest... No, you no he didn't. If yes, you really did. be honest, no, he... How? Because, okay, two big reasons how. How? First of all, mm-hmm. first of all, Biggie was the first East Coast artist that was allowed and could not, and not get ran out of the West Coast. First of all, we talking, talking about influence. And then, and then the what what did he do to change the East Coast sound? That's what you said. Oh, he changed the East he, Coast he sound. Because, because he was the first person that, well, him and Puffy were the first person to take a new song, sample it, remix it, and put boom back That's to bullshit. it. That's bullshit. 
He is a who? They've been doing it with disco since hip hop started. Disco? Disco was programmed on instruments. Listen, you just said you just said they you just said they took a new song, right? They yes. sampled the new song yes. and then they put boom bap on it. Yes. That's how they fucking started hip hop. They used to do the shit with disco. Only yeah, difference is only difference is they just fucking uh scratched the, with two the, records. The, the, you saw you wanna go back to that. No, African Vada and them, they took they they that that dance period which hip hop started first of all was a dance. It was, it, it it was, was disco. Like, it was. It was. They, they took some disco. What they did, they took. They you had the DJ spin, the instrument or intro from a disco. Right, and joint, then he'd do some words or something be, on the other side. It might be disco, may not. But then you had another. You had a, a instrumental over here. And Listen, okay. So, so, so this is my thing. Go back to the first critically acclaimed radio play hip hop song, which is the Sugar Hill Gang, right? Arguably, yes. Ain't no arguably. Because they're the first one recognized by R.A. That's what R-A-A. I'm talking about. That's why I said arguably, but not really. Because African Bada and... Well, we ain't... I, we already know they've been out before that. Because hip-hop was hot before that. Because hip-hop was what? In the, the... Damn near the 70s? In the 70s. That's what I'm saying. And then that shit came out what? Mid-80s? Yes. Right. That's my point. So, this is what I'm saying, right? So, you take that. If you listen to that, that sample that they use... That's disco. Right, but that was that's but, not, but, but, but that's overplayed with the synthesizer. That's my point. But it's still disco. At the heart okay, of it all, take, it's, you, it's, you, they take, they used a take, disco record and they chopped but you, it. But you take and when they chopped it, it was just it was just it was just cut with the, with the uh, turntable. That's my point. But, they chopped but, it. But because that's all Biggie, sampling is. If you right, really think you about Biggie, sampling, you said what probably did with Biggie. They actually sampled that shit. It wasn't turntable based. That's what. That's all sampling is. You ain't doing shit but chopping with sampling. Not all the time. Yes, you are. Not all the time because a lot of people, because a lot of records is like Kanye. A lot of records you get sued for that. Sampling is not just simply taking something. That's a huge misconception. Sampling is not simply just taking something from a record and then either turn the pitch up, turn the pitch down, or chopping it up and putting it up. No, no, no. When I when I say when I say chopping it, I mean by stripping it of certain things, right, and adding your spin on it. That's all you doing when you when you sampling the record. You're not sampling the record as far as like. All right, if you go back and listen to the to the um, Biggie Smalls Juicy, okay. that's the same Juicy from In Tune. The yeah. only thing they did was they used the beat, well, and like, then they like, used certain vocals off of it, right, and then they slowed see, it down. Yeah, but see, like, and that is that in the basic as, in the basic aspect. Yes, what you which the part that you're missing why it's more intricate than that because okay and this is why and this is how boom back actually came about right. it became an east coast sound it was because when you had to make a beat before like cuz at the time when hip hop came about and it was the the boom of the cassette tape era mm-hmm. like like when you had clue and everybody putting everything on cassette tapes and, rec- and you had first you had to record live secondly of course you had to take while you're recording live you had somebody with a doc, with an npc or a doctor sampler mm-hmm. and sampling is when you took in that disco kick and then you went to maybe a rock song and took that snare. Right. Then you took this hi hat. Chopping. Then, that's what I'm saying. No, you, I mean, you're stripping yeah, certain songs and adding well, but, your yeah, shit but, to but it. It's not even being stripped. Like if you actually listen to a, a lot of uh, the older hip hop records, like you actually, it's not even being stripped. It's actually being sound captured. That's what. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's like we like, saying the same and, thing. And it's like, and, and you're doing this live to put a beat together. Right. And then like, and what Bobby did, instead of doing it that way. Create that boom bap sound that East Coast is known for. Mm-hmm. What he did, he just took the masters 
took a section of it. This was when before we could all afford computers. Right. Took a section of it, made that the main melody, and looped it. And then, yeah, and looped it, and then put, and then used, and then used the sequencers in a way they weren't made to be used. Yeah. Like that's, and then you had somebody Biggie who, and then then Biggie here comes Biggie coming along, who gangster rap really for real for real still frowned upon, made that shit commercial as fuck, as long as he had made a pop song to go with it. But it. Okay, so that's where I get confused at, right? Because you say gangster rap. To me, that's not gangster rap. Those hot in your mother's womb. Biggie ain't listen. Biggie has he said some shit. He always said some shit. To me, Biggie has never been gangster rap. Biggie has always been hip hop to me. He was he was Biggie helped elevate hip hop because by the time he started putting up stories. That's what I'm saying. To me, to me, like if you if even if you go back to the original people in hip hop, like it don't sound like no story. But if you hear that, like if you record that shit and just listen to what the fuck they saying, they telling you a story. Like even if they throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, you know you at a party already. Right. Right. And then grab your girl and da da da. In a in a sense, it sounds like they doing a fucking do si do. Right. But if you listen to what the fuck they saying, they telling you a story about being at that party. They telling you this is they take from that party. They giving you the visual for that party. Right. And whatever fucking basement party or whatever block party that they at, this is what they telling you about. So hip hop is really just a, a fucking story. You just giving somebody a story regardless of what the story is. That's what you giving them. That's what makes shit hip hop. Because you giving them something from your view. You giving right. them something I mean, from And that's what yes, but no, like Biggie was straight up gangster. Like, like, like you know, like no, I'm not, like, I'm not debating that. Yeah, I'm not damage. debating that. Yeah, I mean, he was, he commercialized. This is what happened. He commercialized gangster rap, but the way he did it with with Puff is that he put out some pop shit first. Of course, you know, that so you had your juicy or you hypnotized. Yeah, and, 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 and like, and he really talked some slick shit, hypnotized on some slick shit. He talked some slick shit and juicy. Yeah, yeah I know what I'm saying, but yeah. like, and then 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 that allowed him to put out some gangster shit. Right, and what happened around that same time. Cause the, the original the original gangster rap for real for real was in the West Coast. Right. So around the same time that and that's place, why I say and that's why and I like, say I don't consider him like because I mean, cause like rap. yeah like like the original like the, uh, he commercialized it but then this same same time Pac left Pac took him like yo I know this is what y'all been doing. because if you if you listen to real, been if you listen to real, real gangster rap music like if you listen to real gangster rap music like gangster rap music is really just like jazz and funk mixed up. With a little yeah, bit little of bass, a little bit, and like, then, that, that, well, that's on the West Coast side, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about just in general, like at it, because to me, gangster rap don't generate from nowhere. It don't originate from nowhere but West Coast. I mean, because it was the original. That was the original because for the movie, that was the originators of it. No, I'm left. not even talking about the movies. I'm just talking about just going back. Go back to go back and listen to Too Short before you really like that. Like I know, that, that like, to me, that's gangster rap. E40, that's gangster rap. E40 was way different. No, I know that, but I'm saying like just the shit that just the shit that he was like. You can you can take E40 right and consider that gangster rap just on the fact that really he was talking about some pimping shit. But at the same time, if you think about a pimp shit, a pimp was a gangster at the time. But see, like this is why this is why we give the West Coast gangster rap. This is why we give it to him because Biggie commercialized it. Mm-hmm. But when you think of gangs, you only think of two places. You know, even though even though it's all through. The I know it's definitely LA. Yeah, you know, like you, you know, you know, it's all through New York, and and we got mobs and types of shit yeah. like that. But you really only think of two places. You think of Cali, you think of Chicago. Well, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like when people say that, though, I don't think of gangster rap because of the word gang. 
I think of gangster rap because of the content of the music. For instance, like when people talk about trap songs, like trap music. To me, trap music been going on in New York for forever. That's how yeah, niggas yeah, used to talk about in New York was bricks, yeah. birds, yeah, moving like, coke, yeah, shit like, like that. The reason I, like, I, I'll explain trap music because but no, I, I mean, yeah, I'll explain that in a minute. Like, because you had to go to South to rewind it. You get that, but that's what you know, like, point. yeah, like, like what happened is like what happened is like when white people basically, shout out to my white fans, um, but when white <laughs> people uh, basically accepted it because 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 they couldn't understand it. Right. It was like they finally accepted it. Cali was already on news for gang shit. Yeah. So when they, so when by the time NWA hit, and they really just talking about life and life in LA. That's it. Like, but it's this is where we all know as gangster shit because like that we gave them the title of making gangster music because it's it's, and it's not that it's because it, it's it's gritty. It's it's not. It's not well, sugar coated. It's not I mean, covered not, up. I mean, I don't know. It's it, 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 it was never covered up. But what it was, it was that you took it was instead of being commercialized boom bad because a lot of people to this day, and still to this day, can't really get into the sound. Yeah. You had the sound of Midwest funk shit, which incorporated Chicago right. and Ohio with the visuals. Of your low riders and your khakis and everything like that from the shit that we already knew about. Yeah. So you get you you we respectfully gave him that title. Like trap music, like you said, people been talking about trap forever. Yeah. You know, especially on the East Coast, that's we we really kind of we really kind of birthed trap music. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But the reason why it goes out to the South is because once again, like it got commercialized in a way that was more feasible, feasible to everybody to listen to. Uh-huh. You you have to be a you have to be involved either in East Coast music or musicians who. Really appreciate boom bap. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if you're not one of the two, you're not really listening to that. No. So what happened was, as people left New York and went down south, people started take fucking with the 808 time. Yeah. But that's really an instrument. Yeah. It, it, but it got synthesized, so now there's a lot of different things now. Right. But it's really an instrument. And that's that was their and that was their their that was their. That was their moneymaker down there. Mm-hmm. If you if that eight oh eight time one smack on somewhere in a song, they're not even fucking with it. Yeah, you ain't trying and to hear it. it. Exactly. And so that what it, that sound adapted at, and now now all it is is EDM with their original sound. That's all Amazing, it is now. Yeah. And and like and and that made it appeasable to the public to listen to. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have this. That's why they have the 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 the, the, the crown of trap music because. That's where it became where everybody came commercial. Mm-hmm. Where people, everybody can listen to it. Like okay, because they ain't saying nothing different than what the fuck Holden said. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they all talk about nothing, the same shit. Yeah, it's they just, say different. It's just their perspective of it, and it's yeah, just over and, a different fucking beat. Yeah, it's over a different beat, and made it, and it, that beat is commercially listenable to for everybody. Yeah, you know, East Coast will always have their own lane because, like I said, you have to be in music a certain way to listen to Boom Bap. Even, even and on top of that, out, it got to be certain concepts. And, yeah, you, and, I mean, because you can yeah. Boom Bap, you got to think shit through. You can't, you can't yeah. just hop on Boom Bap and be like, fuck that bitch. Suck my dick. You know, you can't yeah. do that with Boom Bap. You can't do that. For one, it's going to sound horrible. Right. Two, you can't even say that at tempo because it's moving faster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you, like, so like with Boom Bap, it has a, this is a concentrated effort. Whether you're talking about drugs or a party or a girl or something on your LLC. It's some shit you got to sit down right. and really... 
put together. Right. Yeah. And you got to find the pockets in that beat because that's where the, the small jazz influence comes from. It's really an African influence. But right. And the small jazz techno influence comes from that part. So you got to find the pockets in the beat. Mm-hmm. And then you got to and then you got to concentrate your efforts on putting something contextual with the beat that you're giving. Yeah. What trap music, you can talk about anything over that bitch. Yeah, because you can talk about cause trap. Technically, it's, right. it, it go by your voice anyway. Exactly. You know, because they're gonna change shit up in it, and they're gonna yeah. rearrange it anyway. So you can talk about trap, you can talk about bitches, you can talk about cars, you can talk about whatever. Right. But West Coast music that was funk heavy, that's funk heavy. And, and that you and, couldn't really talk yeah, about anything. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. You had to be specific. Yeah, right. Like, and, and because you had to have sound, a, a flow with that right. shit. And because of that funk sound, you would mainly talk about some gangster shit. Or paper yeah. Because of that funk, that funk influence. Right. So like, you, like it's not that like we, we give them these titles because of who made it commercially available. Right. You know, and West Coast made gangster rap commercially available, even though Biggie was gangster rap, but right. West Coast made commercially available because everybody can't fuck with the boom bap. Same thing with the trap. It's like it's like the only art because like if you listen to uh, AT Aliens, that's really that's East Coast like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's East Coast and a motherfucker. Yeah. But that's I mean, even like, even if you listen to uh, for real, for if you listen to any Outkast shit, a lot of it is heavily East Coast influence anyway. Yeah, because because uh, three styles, but you leave uh, you the big boy by himself. That's more for the south of the bitch. Yeah, you leave big boy. Now when, when you hear when you hear big boy like by himself, you hear Goody Mob like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's you south know you, you know you listen right. to Goody Mob. So like even when you hear Ti, even when you hear Ti, sometimes you yeah. hear a heavy ass Goody Mob influence. Yeah, so yeah, then you I put three that. stacks on it. That's and then that's what it, yeah, you know, yeah. because you gotta you know that's you know three guys can do it, but you gotta compensate for the way his the style is right. And like and like on a on a down on a trap beat. Which is an EDM with an eight oh eight to it. Um, you can't always do that, right? Because like because the pockets are too wide open. Mm-hmm. You start you start sounding like you off beat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got to put that hip hop in there for three stacks so he can just go the fuck off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else, well, him and CeeLo, because CeeLo do the same thing. yeah, CeeLo crazy. Yeah, man. see, he he's sick with it, but he the same way. You got to put a little bit of East Coast in there yeah. because like you got to close up the pockets and that, and that beat for a minute. Or he or he'll sound off. Yeah, like that's like with Goody Mob. That's why he was slept on Goody Mob because you got this motherfucker who's saying some shit. Yeah, this motherfucker is saying got the definition of bars, right? Wordplay to his schemes, but it sounds all over the place because it's over trap beat. But see that, and that's how I think Pharrell is. Pharrell like that too. Like Pharrell can he can step in that pocket and really he can create some shit, and at the same time he can say some shit, and you'll be like, yeah, that shit trash. But if you one of the motherfuckers who really sit and listen. Yo, Pharrell. Oh, yeah, Pharrell, Pharrell yeah, got yeah, bars. Pharrell, shit. the reason why Pharrell is on North Carolina is because he has the same problem with a lot of guy. When you're from the VA, DC area, yeah. that, that is a very big go-go community. Yeah. And and your rap complements that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and the average person I can tell you right now, well, you, I can play a go-go during right now, you'd be like, what the fuck are you listening to? But that's but, all, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's, but that's, that's, that's because what they rocking to. That's because and, you ain't hip and you right. ain't and you ain't really into music that way. Like for me, like when I first heard Wale, I heard Nike Boots. That was my first time ever hearing Wale, and I'm like, yo, dude is nice. Then I heard um, Pretty Girls. Yeah, but that was a little bit more go go. So when I heard that shit, I'm like, yo, that shit bang. Then I. Fuck around and get to listening to more and more Wale, like, and I'm a Wale fan now. Same thing with Pharrell. My first time ever hearing Pharrell um, was on NERD. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even when he was Neptunes. Right. It was NERD, and it was like some rock shit. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude that's spitting? And it's some Chinese dude behind him. He yeah. going too. And they got some other black dude with him. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> the next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, the next thing you know, 
I'm listening to some whole shit, and nigga like, yeah, the Neptunes did that. Who the fuck is the Neptunes? They like, some nigga named Pharrell, and the nigga named Chet. I'm like, the N.E.R.D. niggas? They like, yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That ain't even they sound. But they so, they so agile and good at whatever the fuck they do, they can just do anything. Yeah, and, yeah, you know and, 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 and if you actually listen to it, especially Pharrell's hits, yeah. uh, they heavily go go influence. Yeah, um, the rhythm, his drums are always go go influence. Cause it's always the and you always hear that four beat start like that that doom yeah. doom 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 and then they go right into it. That's some that's yeah, some go go that, shit. Yeah, like like it's, you it's, can hear that drums, shit all through while yeah. that shit too. His drums is all is go go out like that's yeah. what that's what make you move. Yeah, and like especially like 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 prime example. If people don't realize this is go go, and I hope people listen to it when they listen to it again, they actually hear it. And check out Go Go Music because Go Go Music actually kind of dope. Yeah, she's but, uh, nice. Happy. Oh yeah. Like, but see, people think that people got that like like more like a church thing. Like, uh, like no, no that's, that's that's only because the lyrics. Yeah. Like if you uh, take away the lyrics and just play the Go-Go beat, is yeah, that's that definitely is shaking and all types of shit. Yeah. And it's like and it's like, but that's what he is. Yeah. And like that's like, and if you listen to everything, even push it. Timbaland kind of the same way. Timbaland. He, he like, just he just got a little bit more. He's a he, mutant, yeah. Bro. Cause like he he got a southern butt go yeah. and east coast mixed in yeah. all into one motherfucking melting pot and makes up. And then some like shit. his shit, his shit. So it's so weird because it's like slightly international too. Yeah, cause he got other shit in there, but. Man, he a fucking. This dude. is this is a great <laughs> fucking conversation, man. But um. We appreciate y'all for listening, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. If y'all thank tuned you, thank in. you. G, I want to thank you for coming through, showing the love, bro. You already know, um, you already where can know. the people find you at, man? Uh, I am greatblunt.com, uh, Facebook slash greatblunt. Everything greatblunt except for my Snapchat, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, man, you can find me, Scoots Bronson, and everything. Um, you can go to twitch.com. TV or twitch.com, whichever one it is, search uh, Scoots Bronson. I will be playing Destiny 2 um, within these next few weeks, uh, sparingly, because um, it just came out and I'm in that shit and that shit raw. Uh, if you ain't played Destiny 2, you need to go play it. The shit lit. And 2K18 comes out. I need you to play know the prelude. I'm on that. Yeah, I, I got to play the prelude. So. You know what I'm saying? Salute to everybody that's listening, man. As usual, you can check us out on Twitter at Already Home Pod. You can check us out on um, email, Already Home Podcast at gmail.com. And if you can't find us, you can always find us at www.alreadyhomepodcast.com. Um, so. Shout out to everybody else, man. Shout out to y'all for listening. Shout out to the Stolen uh, Time Podcast. Shout out to the Casual Addiction Podcast. Shout out to um, Chelsea Chase and ChasingDreams.com. Shout out to uh, Gan, him and his new baby boy. Shout out to Matrix. Shout out to Nature Boy. Shout out to Shitty Hands. (laughs) (laughs) Man. uh, Shout out to the Stormy Lights Candle. Man, get off my candle, man. (laughs) My candle is exclusive. Beautifully calm candle. Yeah, that's right. Keep an ambiance in this bitch. Because uh, I'm a G. God damn it. This nigga going to get Barry White on as soon as I leave. Definitely not. You're going to watch football, motherfucker. Anyway, ah. so, man, uh, week one of the NFL is here. So, I'll be talking about that next week. Of course, you already know how I go down. Um, I'm, I'm slightly sorry because Ohio State lost last night. But that's cool. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes the best got to go down, man. But uh, salute to everybody that's listening, man. Always remember, rate, comment, like, share. 
Um, subscribe. Subscribe. Download. Stream. Uh, Spreaker.com. Go to Spreaker.com. Um, if you don't know the link, go to the Facebook page or send me a message. I'll send it to you. And um, as usual, baby, it ain't where you from. It's where, where you, you at. at. Already home. We out. Y'all be deep.